subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Tigo's with us today. Yeah. Oh, we're in like that. Yeah, we're in like that. Okay. Um, do you know what? So we were just playing, what is this, Freemason? Yeah. So, um... I started off the year, I posted a picture, yeah, on my gram. But I, I was just yeah, yeah. taking a picture. Oh, we, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. bro, yeah, like everyone started saying, oh my God, yeah. Andrew Tate. Now they got me as well. Did they? They got me, yeah. They, um, someone left a comment on Filthy and was like, why is Tigo acting all weird about going um, Barbados? And it's just where, like, it's a long story to explain even why I am being a bit weird, but I acknowledge I was being weird. Um, but there, there's someone commented going, it's because it was a paid trip. He went over there to do things he can't talk about. That's what happens when you join the Illuminati. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do, and he goes, I'm gonna do a video to break it down, but you could do your own research to figure out that T goes a Mason now. And I'm like, fuck. Bro, someone actually- I think we made it, Chucks. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I'm not gonna lie, yeah? When I saw that, when I saw people in the comments saying that, and then I saw like someone made an actual video, like someone made an actual video. Yeah, I was gassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit! You know what? Someone I spoke to someone. I spoke to um, my boy Ash uh, from. It doesn't matter where he's from, and he was like, you know what? The thing is now you're going to be going places, and people are going to be giving you the the secret handshakes oh, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. things because they're going to think, oh, I saw you're one of us now. Right, Welcome yeah, yeah, to yeah. the crew. Yeah, it ain't happened yet though. Yeah, do you know what? I'll go with the vibe. Like, you see, with the handshake thing, I'll go with the vibe of that because I follow that anyway. You know, like sometimes you might walk up to someone, they already spud in you, yeah, so you yeah, spud them. Yeah. Or you walk up and they got their hands out or whatnot. But sometimes when like you 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 both put your hands out, sometimes someone does that extra like, and it's just like no, it's instinct. And yeah, it's so walk, walk I'll just that, instinctly, that, that, yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. And then if it's the, if I need to wink to say, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> you know I know, you know I know. <laughs> How are you anyway, my bro? I feel very, very good. I feel very good. Yeah? Yeah, I can't complain. Last year? I never can complain. You never can complain? No. Nah, I think we can always complain, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, good, bro. Do you know, do you know what's mad? I woke up on... 
I had like a sick, I actually had a sick year, but like this last part, the second, well, let's just say the last part of the year or the last, the second half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But like, bruv, what the hell is happening here? I'm closing it. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a football manager game up on screen right now. Is that what we're doing? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, But bro, I woke up on January the 2nd and I couldn't breathe. Bro, I couldn't breathe. I was lying in my bed and I thought, I just couldn't breathe. Like, like the, my breath, I could only take like really short, I could not breathe in. It was so mad, bro, yeah? I'm lying in my bed and I'm thinking, wow, where did this come from? What the hell is happening, yeah? I feel like it was a physical... Yes, I couldn't breathe, bro. Like, I couldn't breathe. And I literally had got to a point where I thought, do you know, I might have, I'm gonna have to go to hospital or whatever, but I thought maybe let me just lay, lie here for a little bit and then just see like how this pans out. And then you know when you're doing that, bare things are going through your head. Bro, I'm thinking to myself, rah, like, I think I'm, I'm gonna die. Yeah. I actually thought that, yeah. And then I was like, which is so mad, yeah. I was thinking, I was accepting it. Yeah. I was accepting like, and do you know you what? I started thinking, you know what? Vaccine episode. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you started accepting. I started accepting. It. I started thinking. You know what? This is. This might be it. But the only thing that was touching me was my mum went through a madness not even that long ago. Mm. So I'm thinking, just off of that, I'm like, nah. Like I gotta try and find a way to live because yeah, hundred. Yeah, of course. Yeah, your mum had a my mum had a yeah, madness, yeah, and yeah, she's still yeah. like. She's obviously naturally still like hurt and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like grieving and that. Yeah, yeah. So then imagine that whole side and she comes from a small family and that as well. I'm like, nah, you know, like all these type of things are going from my head. Nah, this is, I'm supposed to go before my mom. My mom like, yo, oh my God. And then in the end, I ended up getting it checked out. And basically the man was like, he was like, oh, he told me to do all these exercises and shit. He was like, do you feel pain in any of these exercises? I was like, no. Then he was like, well, it's not your heart. He goes, basically, what's probably happened is, he, he asked me if I had a coughing fit at any point, and I said I did, because I've had a mad cough. Before? Well, yeah, just before, right. yeah. So he said, what I've probably done is I've torn something here, um, and he goes, don't worry, like, give it, um, it was it, four to five days, and you'll start feeling better. And yeah. I actually did start feeling better. I, ha- I did have that, I went for a period of coughing, mad, mad coughing fits. And then I felt like it was like a bruised rib or something. Yeah. And it was it weren't healing. I kept going back to the hospital to get scans and that. That's the last time I was actually like legit sick. Yeah. But that's that's super uncomfortable. Yeah, of course, bro. You know, know also you start getting a tad bit old and you start thinking, rah, like shit, like nah, fucking. I can't contemplate death, man. Yeah, can't you? Nah, I got honestly. I thought about this the other day. Uh, I I really ain't slowed down since like probably since I left school but really in the last 11 years I haven't really slowed down and every year more people rely on me to make things happen or to just plug pieces together and I have and to be honest I have no idea to how to what extent people rely on me mm. I feel it and I but I don't feel it like as a pressure but I do feel people rely on me so it's like I can't I can't have an excuse for why I slowed down. Why right. I, I need obviously I build, I build my team so that I'm less involved. Like you know, over the last year, what Charlotte and Lauren have done for for my business that take pressure off me so that I don't have to get involved in this, this, and this, and then the pressure's off 
in general. Uh-huh. But really, the idea of death or sickness or injury or jail, whatever, it that's like so yeah. back of back of back of my mind. I, I can't even contemplate. Yeah, I hear that still because you know the moment that you stop. Yeah, even though you've delegated roles to people, the moment that you stop or the moment that you just say, even if you just said, you know what, to tomorrow I'm done. Yeah, I'm out. I'm just tomorrow. I'm just not even doing it. Mm. A lot of things does collapse in some type of way because it's like so many people depend on you, either directly or indirectly. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and like it, it's not even a thing of where I, I resent it or I feel like oh right, the pressure's on me. It's a natural part of progress, I think, in business or whatever. But it's definitely at the point where I'm like, okay what I've done is I've surrounded myself with people that I care about. I only work with people that I have legit mm. like affection for. So if, I, if I'm gonna affect their revenue, their, their paying their rent, their success, their, their growth, the, what they can become, then it's a selfish decision. Mm. Whatever, whatever I do to step back, it's a selfish decision. So with that pressure of like, okay, um, if I stop, and I never have those days, right? I never have those days that I'm gonna stop. I never have those days where yeah, I'm. Here's my time when I'm gonna stop. I never. It, it, that's mm. just not my nature. But I do definitely. It definitely crosses my mind what you're talking about, which is the theory behind it. Which is like, if I decided to stop, where where would this person go? Where would this person go? Where would yeah, this yeah, person yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. I'm even talking like I could talk about talent. Yeah. Because that's ninety nine percent of what I think about is is what opportunities we can make for talent, but. My even my, my my team, I don't that's not my staff, but like Greg and Felix who I've worked with for eleven years, they're to me they're the best in the business. And they could take their CVs and be anywhere. For anyone who doesn't know who they are and what they do. They're my production team, they're my my videographer, my editor, my director. So ninety nine percent of the visual ideas and visual presentation that we create comes from Greg and Felix. Obviously they shoot the stuff in a duffel bag with you, yeah. uh Champions League of Everything with you. Um, but it's filthy everything like they we've grown together they are my left and right arm basically yeah, they're and like I say they, their CVs are so good their talent's so incredible they could walk into so many other jobs but what they have is a level of autonomy with me they get to work with each other they get to work with talent and they like like they love working with you they love working with all the boys they love working with like a Chloe Burrows or mm. a, a Chunks or whatever it, 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 <clears throat> Harry Panera they love it but if I stepped away, they'd have to go and work for, and, and we've also had this situation where we've worked with people that we didn't enjoy working with, mm. which was a few years ago now, but like you work with people that are more difficult and, and less fun. Mm. And that is one thing that I feel like is a big pressure on me is like, okay, I don't wanna, if I'm gonna book you, for instance, and we've had situations where we've worked together and I've said to you before, I'm like, Charles, I'm sorry you're going to I'm I'm asking you to do a lot of heavy lifting here. Yeah. I don't want to have you do this, but it's kind of the opportunity that's there. If you don't want it, I get it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I try and keep that to a minimum. So the idea that I could step away and be like, okay, now guys, you lot got to go out there and do a load of shit you don't like in with processes you don't like, with less control, less autonomy. That's more the pressure I feel. Yeah. Cuz even when I onboard clients and onboard projects, it's a bit like I'm a bit of a like I'm a bit of a dickhead I'm like look you might have great ideas but I'm telling you you need to listen to the process that we have yeah and you need to trust that 
the experience, the, the shit we've been through, the, the levels that we deal with, you you don't know that. Right. You, you need to trust this level of experience. And that's, if I don't have Greg and Felix, yeah. if I don't have you, yeah. if I don't have a Specs, if I don't have a PK or a Poet, if I don't have that level, and I don't, and you know, we've we brought on Mimi yeah. uh, across a few projects, yeah. and you see how, once she's worked with us, she knows where to go, where the pockets are, mm. how to kind of present and how to... Yeah, she's developing really well, actually. Absolutely. Still. Yeah, like, especially then, in, in creating moments. Yeah, yeah, and just, just also reacting. Mm. And I think that's the key is like, when you work with a lot of people who are early in their careers, they they try and provoke. Yeah, And yeah. there's a space for it, but the chances are that the most experienced person in the room, that's the person that's gonna provoke better than you. You need to be, you need to own the reaction. Yeah. Own the moment in that space. You, you, you've done 50% of the work. Mm. But like, it takes time for talent to know kind of how the process works completely. They'll never, you know, whether they completely get it, kind of, there's no point in the business if you just completely get it one day. Everything's gonna change, new ways of working, new, new expectations, everything. But my, I consider my role to be like the thing that keeps everything calm. Mm. And they can, when you come on, like we bring new people in and it's like, you, I'm not gonna bring it in and be like, all right, throw a stone in the water, let's see where the ripples go. It's like, no, you need to come in. I need to put you there and cause as little yeah. kind of effect as possible. Yeah, it's like a certain um, way of integrating, isn't it? Yeah. Into, into a system that, but also understanding and knowing what they are really good at. Yeah. It's maximizing the talent, yeah. but at the same time going, I don't I don't have any formats that are one person talking. Yeah. Everything is about reaction. Everything is about conversation. Everything is about some some form of end to end. So I, I have to maximize your talent, but you you do not have the right to limit the person opposite you's talent or if there's four or five people in there, you all have to play your role, get your space, kind of do your thing. And yeah, that because that I do see that as my role, and because I do see a lot of formats, a lot of production, a lot of content where that's the thing that's lacking. Mm. I do think even on a front line basis, that's before you get into the behind the scenes stuff that's running a couple of businesses at all times. I couldn't step down. I'm still not there. The the replacement for me in that moment doesn't exist. You are like, and uh, no disrespect to anyone in the business, and I, I consider myself to be in my own business. I don't consider myself to have a rival agency yeah. or a rival producer. I don't think I, I just don't think anyone else does what I do. Um, I I can't find I can't see that person out there. Right. What that actually because we, what we should do this as well, yeah. Because there will be there will be a lot of people still that will listen to this here and may not even know no. what is that. You, and you know what? There'll probably even be people like within your crowd, hundred percent, that don't know what is. Yeah. They just see you. They see you talking now, yeah, but they don't know. But I think, I think, because being on camera with Chucky is a dream for a lot of people, right? I'm a Chucky fan. Before you even were in video, I was having conversations about what you guys were doing, mm. how you were doing it. We've we could have done this anytime in the last three or four years, right? Because that's how long we've been working together mm -hmm. just on projects. Um, my decision to go on camera was literally born out of lockdown and going, I need the boys to be present. I need the boys to continue to grow their profiles and I need filthy to stay alive. Mm. I think it's important. And also the boys were losing their minds in the first couple of weeks of lockdown. So we moved it to the live stream 
And as a producer behind the scenes of every episode of Filthy before that, it's really tough to move pieces around if you're not the guy yes. in that seat. Yeah, yeah. So you step into that role and you go, right, here's how we're moving the pieces now. Um, I never intended to be on camera. You know, I, I, I had no intention. I never, like, whenever they would say my name on Filthy, I would get it taken out. Yeah. Because you'd be like, you'd have someone talking and then Poe would be like, Tigo said, or Tigo just asked us, I'd be like, no, I just, I'd never say my name, never acknowledge me, never, I never want to be known in that way. Right. But from that point, you go, right, I'll, I'm going to take this Filthy thing, I'm going to take the stream, put it into the live world and we're going to build this thing out. What a lot of people don't understand is like, I'm not playing a character. I'm not, you know, I don't go on Filthy and go, none, no one on Filthy is. No one's on Filthy going, let me hype it up, let me turn the, the levels up, let me be a character, let me be a caricature. If anything, there's <coughs> a reason that a lot of people don't come on off platform and it's because that's kind of their shtick is like being a character. I'm, I'm really an arsehole. I'm really like a direct human being. Like I think, again, it's a good, good and bad thing. Me and you have never had a direct negative encounter, but you know I'm always a hundred percent. Give Chucky the information, whatever he needs, and yeah, then yeah. We'll, we'll build from there. Poet, same way. Me and Poet have had negative direct interactions. Don't get me wrong. We've worked together for coming up to ten years now, so we've had like battles or whatever. But I'm, I'm a direct human being. So when it comes to like the filthy thing, and then the crowd kind of going, okay, where did he come from? He didn't have a base of content he didn't have a base as a personality he didn't have a base as a brand and now and now everyone talks to him like he's yeah the guy. and is that but it's like, yeah. at the same time i'm not i'm not really that interested in clearing that up no i hear that if you can figure it out you can figure, figure it out right then there's a lot of people in the crowd that do understand that do figure it out but then at the same time it's like you know if you know you know it fit I, anyway to be honest with you watching filthy and then seeing like the like obviously how lockdown just changed everything and whatever and then seeing the way that filthy adapted to that i think honestly you being the center of that is the only way that that would ever have worked i i, I believe i believe and I mean, the reason why i say that is because i i think that like with filthy's got so many characters well so many people that are so good at reacting to stuff talking about stuff and bringing things up or whatever but I felt like at that point, it probably did need a person to be able to delegate the conversations and be there. Mm. And it's like, whenever anyone's free, then people can just pop in and just jump in and jump out or whatever. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So I felt like that, it, it would have made, it, it wouldn't have made sense that when things opened up, that all of a sudden, the person who we're seeing all of the time, love him or hate him, yeah. on the, all, all of a sudden just disappears. Don't make yeah. sense. No, no, and I think, even the original format that we had, the duos where we cut up, like it, that was a high intensity production that actually wasn't realistic in the new world. Yeah. Because when, when we come out of lockdown, like it, there's there's no violence playing, right? I lost all my clients. We retained one client and it was at reduced level. Great, I love them so much for keeping us around. We did some stuff together during lockdown. We were ready to come out of lockdown and we did a lot of stuff coming out of lockdown. Um, but we, I didn't have the resource. I didn't. I, I completely reset. I, I built the company from lockdown onwards. Like my company now is that's where it starts. It's from lockdown onwards. I didn't have the resource to go back to that format. I don't think there is actually 
a space for that format. Mm. The new format is it matches what happened in lockdown in terms of online conversations, what happened on Instagram Live, what happened on Spaces, what happened on the growth of the podcast universe. What we we were kind of just reacting to the scenario that was around us. Mm. And when it came down to okay, this is how we're going to do it. There was uh, to me there was no other. I was never going to stand behind camera and be like, all right, now you host say this, now yeah. you say this, now you because it's the same thing with. When we work together, you I do not say to you, say this. Yeah, yeah. I would never say that. No. I just have to create the set piece and be like, the show is as the, the voices and the talents that yeah. are there. But yeah. I think the main reason I needed to come across was the turnover of talent. So what happened as well in the last two years is Lippy, Margs, PK Humble, um, Loons, so many people that were not on the show. Yeah. Like, and then and then you have Dan can't do every week. Wait, um, Li- uh, Lippy was the first edition out of those, or was it Margs? Margs and Lippy probably about a week apart, but I'd say Margs is first. Oh, okay, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. But there's such a big turnover of new people that, like, my thing is always I want to work with people. I want to help them get to that next level. I want to, I was a big fan of what Margs and Loons were doing on No Behavior. Lippy, I've always thought, was just unbelievable. Um, but to me, the best way to serve those people, to serve those talents, was to actively get my hands on and do it on camera, do it on set. And that's to me, that's why, like, filthy as a hobby, filthy as a um, a once a week thing that we pull together, which is what it was. It was a thing that we fell out of love with for a period of time. Mm, that shit happens, of course. Like, I, I think that's the part. Can I be honest as well? As well, yeah, we might talk about that a little later, but like. I think that's probably the part that a lot of people don't talk about enough. Mm. The falling out of love with it and then f- trying to find it back. It's huge. Because it looks as though, all right, yo, there's a struggle, it's difficult, whatever. Then you hit the tipping point, things start happening. There's like great chemistry, everyone's happy and all of that type of stuff. But then there's also the part where not everyone is happy. You fall out of love with it. There's not no motivation to do it. Mm. And you've got to try to find a way mm to make things happen and to keep it ticking over even in that time, but also to make it interesting still, yeah. which is quite a difficult thing. It's, I, and also try and motivate. It's a, it's, it was a six, eight person format. You have to motivate every single one of them to give as much as they can every single week, even when you're not feeling it. Mm. Even when you're like, okay, here's the thing now, we're gonna do it. Like the whole journey of it, like we, we moved to a really bad office in Stepney Green. It was like a really bad building, but where where Rewind, the company, we'd, we'd reset a little bit at that point in like 2016. We move into a horrible building and the motivation to come to work every day weren't the same. Mm. The motivation, but, but at the same time, professionally, we were clearing good numbers. We were doing good projects. We we're working with big brands and we were building our reputation. But the filthy thing really was like, no one likes coming here. And that's a big part of Filthy is like, you have to enjoy what, coming. Which, okay, so which, what time, what what point, what year, uh, roughly, was this? Where this, is, but, this is 2016 to right, 2017. Right, okay. Maybe a little bit into 2018. Yeah. Yeah, maybe into 2018. I think summer 2018, we move into a Dalston office where, you know, um, if their men do it first, I'll do it. And right. those moments yeah, yeah. come from. Yeah. That's when the love kind of came back because literally you're talking about people want to come. That is is in Dalston. Dan's here. Poets in North. Miles is in Northwest. Like people are far, but when it comes Monday, I want to go filthy. So yeah. everyone comes, they get Joe. 
they it's so interesting because you know even around that time I would probably say that was uh, one of the times could have been the second time I'd have to really think about that but I also I know that that was a time where Poet wasn't happy here mm. as well mm. and I could sense that like he didn't really want to be here so I had to try to find a way to manage that yeah, yeah. but I think that wasn't even I don't even necessarily think it was all the way just the pod I think he was just going through a lot of things Definitely. anyway no, and he just didn't there was like many different places he just, he just did not want to be yeah. but um, yeah like you can feel it. We don't even we don't even have to discuss it. It's like you could just feel it in the room. It's like yeah, you don't like you don't want to. And there's there's many different reasons for why that is. Yeah. But now I got to find a way to make sure that like you know what, even though that is rubbing off on me a little bit, I've got to make sure that everything is still the running a certain still, type right. of way because we it's the mud that you've got to try and find your way out of. Well, imagine we we had it where we had an end of a season. Right, you're an always on yeah. format, right? Yeah. We had an end of a season. So you would get to the end of a season and then be like, cool, we'll be back in two and a half months, three months or whatever. And by the end of the season, every year you go, I don't know if we're back next yeah, year, yeah. boys. <laughs> I don't know if we're back next year. Yeah. And we had like, like you think Craig Mitch comes from Filthy, right? Yeah. Superstar, Kick Game UK, like... Craig, one, he's, of, he's, one of the best in the business of what Right he does. now as well, he's very much like, I think he's... Craig Mitch is really tapped into what he's actually is what he's really good at as well. One hundred percent. Nah, because he. Um, went, I do think that Craig went from like he was so good on Filthy. Yeah. Um, and if I'm being honest, it, it from a, a fan's point of view as well, because I still watch some of his old some of his own stuff that he put on his own channel. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Tottenham supporter, no. but I still watch him because yeah, I like same. the way he speaks. I like the way I like his clarity. I like just how confident he is about what he likes and what he doesn't like yeah. but there was a, almost like a little bit where it seemed as though he lost his way a bit yeah I think I think I think the whole industry was changing and it was around like influencers being they had to be funny they had to be respectable they had to be presentable they had to be credible they had to be all these different things and Craig always hit so many of those boxes but then it was like okay uh, how do I bring them all together on something right. I, could do, I could go tick 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 and then I think he did a lot of TV, did a lot of uh, big broadcast stuff that I like. I don't have the skill to do that. I, I respect the skill. I've always said to Craig, I respect everything you do in that space. Yeah. But he's to me, he's now in a space where Kick Game being a great example. But yeah. it's it's not just Kick Game. He's across football. He's yeah. across fashion. He's across music. What he does here, mm. I think he's now so sure of what he wants to do. Mm. And I think he all the skills he's learned. Like I watched he did the Dame Dash kit game right and I spoke to him when it before he just as he did it because he put it on his private story I went bro you don't know how gassed I am because I know Craig knows his Rockefeller history 100%. so I'm, I'm gassed yeah. he's like bro it weren't easy it weren't easy like I hope it comes out good but it weren't easy I watched it back and I was like fuck Craig is working hard right Dame Dash is making this difficult right and like, I'm, a, I'm a big Dame Dash fan I know he's going to make it difficult but he's drunk he's being smug he's being difficult Craig but Craig ain't relenting and Craig is digging the show out he's right. like I know what we're here to get and by the end you could tell Dane Dash is like I respect this brother. fuck this guy I like, it, yeah, I, like, I, ca I came here to be a super prick yes. I came here to be the version of Dane that London knows yeah, yeah, that London yeah. acknowledges but this guy's pulled it out of me and yeah. I that, to me that's a level of skill that not many people have most yeah. people would give up well, yeah. most people would turn combative. They'd start fighting back. 
he went I'll take I'll take it hmm. and I'll, I'll I'll find I'll find space right and, and I could tell he's working hard I could tell he's finding it difficult yeah 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 but yeah his experience and his desire like is what and perseverance and just the confidence yeah, conf- yeah I know right, I know right. I can get a good interview out of Dame Dash that's yeah. all he's thinking is like you you probably think I'm just a shoe guy you probably think I'm I know I can get a good interview out of Dame Dash so watch yeah. Yeah. watch me get a good interview out of Dame Dash but then you obviously you, like you had Craig and then Craig left yeah so was that around that sort of time as well like um, two, two, Craig, Craig's a little bit after that but oh. not not long after that yeah. not long after that I think um, you know from the original format you're talking about Leon Knight Dave Yanich, Craig Mitch Snips Boat Scribs like Poet is the only one from that unit who's still here my charge sorry doggy, that was all mad obviously we love them all and, and, and that's what people I don't think necessarily get is that we still love all of them like both scripts are still in the filthy group Vuj is still in the filthy group mm. oh Vuj is still in it as well yeah 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 like, we love them like, and we speak regularly but I think there's an acknowledgement that what filthy became and the energy it takes to maintain it that energy belongs to Lippy mm. to Geordie to Specs, to PK to Poet the people that really have the energy to, and it's not, it's almost like it's an ethereal kind of thing. Like, can you be filthy in the street? Can you be filthy at work when you're doing a nine to five? Can you be filthy at home? Can you be, can you be filthy every time someone asks you to be filthy? I think a lot of the boys is like, no, I want to be this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, that's fantastic. We embrace you going and doing and becoming that. I'm telling you, Miles is filthy. 24-7 mm. Margs is filthy 24-7 mm. Specs is filthy if there's a if there's a number beyond 24-7 mm. that's that's what he <laughs> yeah. is I think that's where the, that, that change comes along is like it, you're either the, it's either you're living it every day or maybe you should you should pursue other opportunities I love actually uh, even with Miles how like he has and I maybe uh, my observation of this is wrong but I feel like Filthy has really helped him like layer up with armor mm-hmm. and and start attacking the ball. Yeah. Like when like when Miles was first there, it was like these it was almost I wouldn't say it was like overwhelming for him, but it was like there was so much going on and the banter's flying around all over the place and that. Like he get would get lost in it a bit. And then now, all of a sudden, now you're seeing this Don in there, armored up and ready to react. You I get what I'm big, saying. His biggest problem was he was too excited to be there at the start, right. and then when he realised he was a valuable member, a part of the team, he started coming into himself. Okay. I blame it all on myself. I think that argument was incredible. Tigos. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the thing with Miles is like Miles was never meant to be on filthy. Hmm. I think we we were short a person in the old format. I looked around the room and it was like him or Lumos. I love Lumos. I love Lumos. At that time, he was on AFTV. And that time, that crossover was not something that I was crazy about. Can I just say, anytime you mention Lumos's name, Poet laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Why is that? He's always bantering Lumos. I love All Lumos. the time. But go on, anyway. He's like a Chelsea player. Like He's like Van Ginkle. Okay. Van Ginkle's probably made two appearances yeah. for Chelsea, but he was there for like 10 years. Yeah, but I'll, I'll even but we, I had love on, that. we had Lumos on every day, I loved it. Yeah. It was just like, Lumos, you're just going to sit there. Your decoration. <laughs> I didn't want an empty seat, but I love Lumos, so anytime <laughs> I can bring Lumos in, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I didn't want an empty but Lumos is always there to help. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, honorable shout out to Lumos as well. Yeah, is, is he still a rare nephew? 
No, he just left. Oh, okay, honorable shout out to him anyway. Um, Miles, uh, so I look around the room and Miles is there. And Miles had been coming just as a friend because he'd been coming from the Radar yeah. show, the Vivar yeah. show. And he had something rare, which was that he made Felix and Greg like him. Hmm. You, bro, do you know how long it takes for Felix and Greg to like someone? Hmm. Like, they just naturally assume you want to be on camera, you're probably a prick. Right. Miles had them straight away. So when I come out of the room and I'm like, Miles is here, I'm like, Miles, come on. I want you on Filthy today. He had no intention of coming on Filthy. And I said to Pert, I said, Pert, I think we should get Miles. Pert's like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Bring Miles in. And straight away I'm like, this guy, his communication skills are class. He's very entertaining. He's he's a good looking guy. He, he helps us with the, the energy because he's excited to be here. Whereas again, like we're talking about the 2016 era, everyone weren't excited to be there. Nope. Mm. Like we lose, Ross that year goes to uni. Yeah. Um, we lose Hack that year, who mm. was kind of in for. Um, who did Hack replace? Was it Snips? Yeah. Who Snips. brought Hack in for Snips? Snips went okay. to New York. Yeah. yeah Snips went to New York. I don't Snips. I spoke to him recently. But then a few of the boys, it's like we, we're putting out episodes with four people on the show and we're just trying to make it fit. Um, Leon's not, he's going to go very soon at that point. Miles kind of comes in and just gives everyone the energy of. I'm excited to record with him. Right. So again, the same time around, Dan comes in. Dan has that same thing of like, and you start to figure out like, sometimes a change is as good as a rest, like bring somebody in that's exciting and fresh. Right. Mm. But Miles at that point is still kind of hiding his real life from the show. Whereas at that point, Specs is coming into his own and you kind of can't hide your real life around because Specs doesn't have a filter. He's going to start bringing it out. He's yeah, gonna start he's going to start telling about you about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. used to edit the shit out of it to stop anyone from being oh. in trouble at work or whatever. Right. But then kind of as, again, Filthy at Five comes along, Miles feels the pressure. Lippy's here, Margs is here. It's like very, I don't know if it's, he's looking around going, there's <coughs> a lot of aggression, there's a lot of like testosterone, but he kind of fades into it. But then I think, he's someone that I speak to a lot and he's someone that I'm very, again, very direct with because I don't think he's anywhere near as successful as he should be. He hasn't achieved anywhere near as much as he should have achieved. He doesn't have anywhere near as much direction as he should have in his career and his life. But he's fucking, to me, he's amazing. So I think Specs is pulling him in. I'm pulling him in. I think Poet's talking to him and he comes back and he figures out that he can be the butt of the joke. But the fact of the matter is, is he'll win as much as he loses. Right. As, as is the same with all of us. Right. Like, but I think if you don't acknowledge that in the process and just kind of go, I'm not here to win every every ball. Like, I could go out for a header and miss the miss header. It, right. it's, it's yeah. the, that's the fucking game. So when Lippy has a stinker, he'll come back next week and be like, boys, I had a stinker. And it's like, once you see the, the fallibility of the characters, I think Miles figures out, oh, I don't have to be the greatest. I don't have to be right. I don't have to be the one who provokes everything, you see the best of Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see, again, I see, you see it on survey says, I think um, you see it whenever he's on no rules. He's, you get, you let him be him, 10 out of 10 every time. The One of the, like, this is gonna sound so simple and so basic, yeah? But one of the best things that any, anyone ever said to me, is one of my, my best mates said to me, yeah? I went and I did something and I just, I hated it. And he just said to me, bro, you have to understand, yeah? that not every week is gonna bang. No. Just be yourself though. Just be yourself. 100%. Not every time it's gonna bang, not every time it's gonna resonate, but just be there and just stay in the mix. And I always think that like sometimes where, you know, if there's an off episode or there's an off time when we're filming something or whatever, and I know that I didn't really, 
I'm like, you know what, cool, I can come back again yeah. and I'm going to do what I need to do. To, but I'm still in the mix, though. And I, I think that, like, Miles is probably a big representation of that as well, isn't it? It's like, maybe in the beginning, not every time it was going to bang for whatever reason. But he stayed in the mix, though. And now he's armoured up and he's just so in it. Yeah. Like, he's, he, but he's, I've got, like, my own perception of who my star players are. Yeah. Who Does that change? It does, could, yeah. It changed. How, how often does that change? Um, it's fluid periodically it's fluid I think as well it's about availability your best ability is availability mm. Savage Dan is a star player every fixture mm. like you don't don't. if you've got Savage Dan you've got an episode no matter what show you're making Dan's one of the busiest people in the world like he's taken to boxing in the way that we expected it to take to boxing but he's he's a mover and shaker in that business and he's only going to get bigger in it so I can't rely on him so I have to start going okay who can who can make an episode for me now? Who are the who are the players that open their mouth and I'm getting results? So that it it completely changes, but it, availability is a big part. Like Miles, there's some days of the week I know he can't do, so I try my hardest to shift the show to those dates that he can do, right? Because I know he's a star player. Like everyone everyone would say Specs is a star. Mm-hmm. Specs yeah. is one that probably the, the thing that defines the tone of the voice of Filthy is probably Specs. Mm-hmm. The level of disrespect that we laugh at that we embrace in the, the genius comedy timing that he has. But this week that we just dropped he ain't on it. Yeah. He was in the room. Mm-hmm. He was in the room but we, we had an episode we knew we had an episode we knew we had a cast we knew I didn't no one on that table needed to stand up. Specs you're not on this episode. And we made a great episode it's performing great because we knew it's a great episode, but in that moment, that's not what we needed. Mm. And we knew there was a no rule show coming out on Friday, so it's like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have the pressure to put specs yeah, on the channel. Yeah, yeah, Even though there are some people like uh, we'll put an episode uh, that the preview photos out of an episode, and people will be like, "No specs, I'm not watching." They'd be like, "Okay, uh, no one here is crying. No, like cool." You Big man, do you know it. what though? You're watching. You're it? watching. Of course, you're watching. You're watching. That's the instant reaction, man. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, exactly. It's awful fantasy. And you know what? Maybe even in that moment, they mm. believe it. You know. Oh, I'm the exact. I'm, I'm, I'm that person. Wa- so yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm, I'm that not person. I'll say that. Yeah. And then you know what? It could be five minutes. It could be. It could be half an hour. It could be an hour. It could be the next day. Mm. They're watching. Yeah, but you, also you just can't have everything you want in life. Exactly. You can't have it every time you want it. Like cool. Like you're not gonna watch it. That's great. Specs has got like five other videos out this week. So go watch one of them. Yeah. <laughs> to touch back on Miles I think Miles is a very very special person apart of Filthy and one of my reasons is the transition of the way it was in the old format into the new format Mm. I can be honest with you I struggled badly to go from the old format to the new format because you're just in in a routine I think one of the people two of the people that I think were sensational in both formats were Specs and Miles I thought Miles was so funny in the old format for different reasons I think he's funny now and I think a lot of people in that time, you forgot. I, I used to see loads of like issues and quarrels, and people wanting to get screen time, and it was because they didn't understand the transition into the new format, and they didn't. I think they found find it sound, found it so difficult. They blamed everything apart from themselves. Mm. Where Miles just just got with it, bro. I can't lie. He just the transition into the new format, and you see this Miles is growth. It's like a child when he first came. And Miles, look, he's a man. Like I'm saying, he's really, really doing his thing. So. Watching his transition performance-wise has been incredible. That's kind of interesting, actually, thinking about it, yeah? Because obviously, in the old format, it was two on two, just two, 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 yeah? Yeah. Then you, like, having to manage egos in a certain way because 
sometimes not everyone's going to get screen time. Our first couple of years was tough. Um, oh. And also sometimes as well, walk around, bro. Walk around, walk around. No, no, you could, you could. Um, so like, so then you were like, yeah, so you'll have like, sometimes people will just be talking their head or thinking that, yeah, boom, like, they've said some sick shit, whatever, the edit comes out, they're just hardly in it. Oh. <laughs> but then also like, still though, even with dealing with X amount of talent and like X amount of personality and that, you're still having to deal with ego, yeah? How do you, how do you, what's the difference between the two in regards of like how you manage them? It's, again, you're talking about 2014 is the first episode, right? 2014 is the first episode. 2014, everybody hated me. Everybody thought I was suppressing their brilliance. Everyone thought I was suppressing their team. Yeah. You hate Man United, you hate Arsenal, you hate Liverpool. I think the only people that would say, yeah, filthy, were Craig Mitch and Leon Knight. Leon Knight, yeah. Because they were the stars of the first run of filthy, no question. But, no, the first couple of years was difficult. Like, I don't think Boat and Scribs liked me for the first two years. Oh, Scribs did, but I, can, I don't think Boat likes anyone. But that's, yeah. But no, but they, they would constantly complain. They constantly chirp about what wasn't in and what, right. how we think we did executed brilliantly and whatever. Um, and I, did, I never edited the show, by the way. I only ever produced the show. I only ever scripted it, uh, provoked it, and then kind of went, here's the narrative. Here's the storyline we've got here. But the edit was, and because it was turned around so quickly, it wasn't like I could go in and go, shit, we need more yeah. snips. We need more. I couldn't do that. But it, in terms of the management of that side, I think in the early days, that was a lot of poet. That was a lot of poet talking to everyone every day. Um, and yeah, like we had Vooj, who he was working with every day. Scroops was his cousin. So was you were the person that people would go to a lot of the time? My like, brother, it was a headache. And I would, me and Tigo would talk consistently. I'd be like, T this person saying this so I'll be sitting down and talking to Tigo and trying to figure out what alternatives we would do so Tigo's fully right about the scripts and both thing I had to think of alright maybe we can do some type of content especially for them where they will get the you know the, the flowers for so to speak so I had to do like a freestyle Man United freestyle oh yeah, yeah. That, someone reposted that the other day yeah. Yeah. that was yeah. the second one yeah, yeah. that was it because yeah, yeah. so funny but That's yeah the funny. first one we done it was so so lit so so sick and what gave them the confidence is knowing that off the back of that freestyle, me and Tigo saw like a lot of the sidemen started doing freestyle videos on grind beats, but and it kind of felt like it was influenced by them. So that was a difficult thing to manage because, like Tigo said, people would be like, "Oh, I said this, I said that, it was funny," and I'd be like, "Well, clearly it wasn't." Do you know mm. where I'm coming from? Um, I never really had them problems. Because sorry to go back to me, never really had them problems with Miles. Um, no, <coughs> didn't really. He was just happy to be there. But a lot of the early cast, I would say felt the contributions they were making were so much greater than what they were. And it was like, sometimes I had to explain to them, but Tigo's been doing football content before us. The mm. first time I saw football content online really and truly was Rewind. I watched the Jack Walsh interview and I was like, bloody hell, I wish I could do something like this. So in my head, it was just like, nah, bro, we can't go to a company that consistently does this and brings a great product and say, what, what about me? The show I was good. as well, a lot, a lot of fan content at that time was, oh, he's saying what I think. And uh, he's, he's loud and he's... Whereas we were trying to make a show that was above all funny, yeah. above all entertaining. That's the only, that's where we'll go to 99% of the time with our content. Like we do serious content. We do like athletic content. We do emotional content, but 99% of the time I'm trying to make shit funny. Exactly. That's it. So there was, I don't think people necessarily valued themselves as glue people, as glue content. Like, mm. like to say, for instance, yourself, if you're doing a big interview, you're not trying to be the star, you're trying to feed. You're constantly yeah. trying to feed. So someone like Ross, 
who I'll be honest for the first year or so I didn't necessarily understand yeah he becomes a star on our format because he's glue he if Craig Mitch says something wild he's like no or <coughs> oh my god or and that's even if as a producer that's me learning like oh you need this guy yeah. you need the guy that's going to be like wow you need the guy that's going to be like that's crazy because you can't just cut to the next person and be like I've said something crazy as well that's never going to stick mm. so but T I you think... showed a lot of sorry to cut you showed T one thing T got showed a lot of faith like no one ever showed faith when we were doing certain things I would say <laughs> let's do this they would never show faith Ross is a prime example a lot of people on that show wanted Ross off so much people like oh, I don't know why Ross is here me and T go just showed so much commitment and so much faith and like T said Two years later, bruv, Ross was a star. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's, st- he's still in the filthy group. Yeah. He's not like commenting every single day. Ro- but- he reminds me of um, a footballer called Cleverly. Yeah. You know, at one point, yeah. every United fan wanted this guy out of the team. Yeah. And then, like, a couple years in, it's Fred. he just started Fred. doing a madness. Yeah, oh, real. Fred, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred, yeah, yeah. Fred for real. He started doing a madness. And you're like, right, okay. Again, he's someone who could be as big as he wants to be. Yeah. He, he's so happy with his life. And if he ever decided he wanted to jump back into yeah, what yeah. we do, then he'd, he knows he'd always have that opportunity. But yeah, those those early days poked most of the one-to-one. What about the, what about the egos now, though? Because the difference, I guess, being from back then to now is that like, you know what? There's like, there's other things going on outside of Filthy that you're connected to, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also everyone has, everyone has their own little worlds that they're in mm-hmm. and that they're important in their worlds too. Yeah. So they're coming out of like wherever it could be this space, that podcast, the, in, the uh, social media, whatever it is. Yeah. Stars there, stars within this too. But also like ultimately there's a bunch of people here and everyone wants to kind of be either in the mix somehow or you know what, like, there's opportunities with working with you too because it's not just filthy that you do. You're doing, you're delegating jobs and putting people here, there, and whatever. Are you having to like manage how you deal with them in that sense too? I don't think so because I was lucky by the time this wave of talent comes in that I got enough of a behind the scenes reputation that it's like we don't need to play the ego game necessarily. Mm. Like, I don't. But maybe I'm maybe I'm being like completely ignorant here. I don't think Margs and Lippy came to Filthy thinking T's gonna put me here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know Geordie didn't come to Filthy thinking Filthy's gonna be a great opportunity to do all this and that. He came uh, as a member of Vibar, and again was one of the people that was there before he was on the show. Mm. I think, and I could go through the list like everyone, like Savage Dan, like everyone we have on the show, Steve the Madman, everyone. They all, it's, it is a democracy at the end of the day. It is, we know that Filthy could be a billion times bigger. Mm. It could be a billion times bigger. Fact of the matter is the bigger it gets, the more investment it needs and the harder it is to say, guys, you see how big we are? No one's getting paid. Mm. Like we're getting paid this now. Even though we're 10 times bigger, the amount we're getting paid is actually not changing because that's how much it costs to have four formats on the channel mm. a week, how much it costs to go on Patreon or to, to do the things that everyone does to turn to monetize their products, we have a highly produced, highly edited format that rate card alone probably costs I don't know twenty two thousand pound an episode. Mm. But and that's with before you count talent. Like I could tell you the the talent fees are take it up to like forty yeah, fifty thousand pound an episode, yeah, like yeah, crazy. Yeah. If you wanted to book them individually, so I think in terms of the egos now, it's so much more democratic because a you're not fighting for screen time. 
the screen time's coming if you if you're on form you're going to get it right and b i don't think anyone relies on me for work like you'd be surprised maybe but <laughs> but miles gets jobs that has nothing to do with me lippy gets jobs that has nothing to do with me miles gets jobs that has nothing to do with me poet gets n- all of his jobs pretty much with nothing to do with me um specs gets specs works with he's just done something for the wwe specs does oh god exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pk pk plays for hashtag pk's got brand partnerships he's got work everything else so i think being here is valuable and i'm I'm aware of my position in terms of i am a nucleus to a lot of people being successful but i don't think i'd like to say my direct communication with the boys no one looks at me as like i can't piss him off yeah yeah yeah. otherwise i'm not gonna get this or that or no yeah i think as well anyway like even there's probably a there's a big difference between somebody relying and then also somebody feeling like you know what you almost have to do something for them because they are they're standing next to you and i think you know the guys that you've got around you i think that ultimately they're there because it's just a it's a sick place to be right we love it everybody on field and everything everything next to that is a bonus boom what we can go what you're gonna go and do that and collect a bag there all right cool calm Oh, what this is happening? We're going to collect a bag there. Calm, but either way, without that, we're we're here. The 100%. thing is, the second, like the first, I think the first way we did it, it was nice, but there was a lot of egos, and I think there was a lot of egos because it was fresh, it was new. No one really knew what was going the on. The industry didn't really exist. The industry yeah. didn't exist, and so like when me, like I don't know how. Sometimes I don't even know how me and Tigo dealt with it, but like when you got two people and they're in the room, I haven't heard what they said. I don't right, have yeah, a clue yeah, what they've yeah, said. Yeah. So they'll run to me and be like, oh, I said this, I said that, I said that. And I'll be like, Tigo didn't edit it. So it was like for me having to have conversations with them people to convince them that they're not that funny at that present moment in time when I'm not there was so difficult. When Tigo the genius has created this table and we're all there at the same time, you can't tell me that you said something that was that funny or whatever. Say it now. Right. Then. We're all here. Yeah, Say I it now. That. If yeah. you're that great that you've claimed in the past year or whatever you've said, yeah. we're all at the table. We're all here. Perform. And I think that's the reasons why I love this format so much because it's like, there's no hiding places. It really is like a football match. There is nowhere to hide, bro. I think we're snobs as well. Yeah. As a group, we see everything because there's too many of us to not see everything. If they see something that rises above the flood, it's going in the group. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> if it's something that slips below, someone's going to see it, bring it in the group. So, so we're too aware of the people we think are shit. No disrespect to like people on the whole but a lot of people do impressions of us they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do impressions of people that we're friends with like Filthy is everyone on the show but it's also a lot of other people like yourself like I would consider Chucky Filthy mm-hmm. because you're connected through so many different yeah, ways yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, I'm like I feel like a member but I'm not there exactly you know, it's weird like yeah, but there's, gang, there's, but there's a few people there's, yeah, a, there's yeah, a few yeah. people so where <coughs> we're snobs now we, we self-evaluate yeah and you know, if we do an episode where someone has a great game, in the group the next day is boys. I just watched Filthy, fucking hell! Like, I don't know where that performance came from, but yeah, Pika, you were on fire, or yeah, 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 yeah. like man of the match performance is yeah, it's incredible, yeah. man. And it's that, incredible. And that means that like we've had people come on as well who are from worlds where they're successful, who are from worlds where where the camera's on, they're flying. Mm. They come to our table and it's like. 
They're struggling. They're still waiting for them to show up now. And that's not necessarily because they're not good enough. Yeah. A lot of the time, that's just because it come, I can imagine it's intimidating. Yeah. I can imagine it's like there's a lot of people there, a lot of people that you think you, you have an impression of what, how they are. But actually, the point of the show at this point is to get onto everybody yeah. and have a pure democracy and be like, I can talk to you the way you talk to me. We all love each other. No one's going to go over the line. No. Everything's respectful. And that creates a level of democracy. That right. just creates a level of everyone's on the same level. Everyone's... I think as well, man, like, you're... And I've talked about it loads of times before, before you being here, and I've told you before, but, like, two of my favourite people to work with is you and Teo, yeah? And I, you, I never... I think prior to working with you guys... <clears throat> When I look at like producers and stuff like that, I never just really thought anyone was really ever doing anything until I worked with good ones mm. like yourself and 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 um, Teo that were able to subtly get things out of me mm. in a certain way or just subtly or maybe even just in the moment and where we're like you know we're creating something. I wish sometimes some people could see like the behind the scenes of. Um, I'm glad they can't. Of um. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> of Champions League of everything. Yeah. Listen, when I oh. tell you, yeah, it is hilarious. It's, it's the yeah. funniest day that we have. It's it's so funny. It is hilarious, and it is and it's outrageous. It's disrespectful. Some of the things that come up around that table, Pope, yeah. is so disrespectful. Yeah, like, but I can't lie. Do you know what? Is T T's always been a dope producer, though. Yeah. I remember the first episode, yeah, of Filthy Fellas. I never forget. I even got the pictures of it. T. After a month, knew your personality traits. He knew what yeah. would prompt you. He knew what you would. So he knew how to get the best out of you to get a great show. Yeah. And it's true. You're right. I never really thought producers did fuck all until I met That's like T. Ninety percent producers do fuck all. Yeah. Right. This is, this is my, like again, wait. I said at the beginning we start talking, right? I don't consider myself to be in any in any industry. I don't have any rivals as producers. I don't have any rivals as agencies. It's because. I think 99% of people in this business are frauds. I think they are literally just facilitators. I think they're egomaniacs. And I think they're, they're here today, gone tomorrow. I think that's 99, 90% of the business is people that could be doing football, could be doing music, could be doing gardening, could be doing politics. They don't care what they're doing. They're just gonna do it the way that it's supposed to be done and they're gonna get it done. I, I do think that someone like Teo, I think someone like myself, for us, it's more of a, there's a purpose. Yeah. Is it, there's a cultural relevance to it. There's a constant trying to create moments and to create legacy content, like real long lasting moments, real long lasting impacts with the, the audience. I do think 90% of this business is bullshit. And when I say this business, I'm talking about the video content mm -hmm. uh, world, right? I, I think the self-producers, the 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 side men, the YouTubers, the chunks, the Harrys, those I think those guys are are brilliant. Class. I think they're un unbelievable. I think everyone that comes in from the outside and comes to tell these guys what to do and comes with twenty five people wearing COVID masks, standing yeah. around a room and you can't figure out who does what. Well, yeah, I oh think you're you're fucking fraud. You're the issue, especially as like just someone in front of camera, yeah, little things can put you off. And it's very difficult for you to maintain a level of professionalism on camera. So sometimes, like, I've, I've, I know exactly what he's talking about. I've been very, very rude and put myself in a situation where someone go, I ain't working with Poet again. But purely because 
there is 10 people in the room. You're all talking, you're just putting me off. Can you fuck off? So we can just have all the people in the room that need to, that be, need there. to be there. And, yeah, I, yeah. and that's when I go, that producer's not strong enough. Because if you're a producer and you want to make a piece of content, I've seen producers go, look, can we just have the people that. in the room that are doing the work? And then yeah. you make, you go, that person's on my team. And you feel more confident in front of camera. Yeah. And I've seen the producer that just crumbles to whatever mm. this agency or we, person has said. We did this yesterday oh. in the office. We watched a piece of content. Um, I'm not going to blow up what the content was, right? But it was a talent on screen. They were testing something. And then they were going this or this, right? Mm. And every time he would talk, he'd be talking over there. The camera's here, he'd be talking over there. And then the subtitles would be producer. And it'd be, here's what the producer's saying. And he's reacting to that. Except the producer's name's there. It's like, Alan. And I'm going, oh, what the fuck? No one cares who you are. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And then, and then you watch that person there, and then you're in the rhythm of the video and he's talking to that and you kind of accepted it. Okay, that's- Hey, him. Alan is actually a proper, that's a producer yeah. name. <laughs> But you, you've accepted that that's the direction that the content is going in, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's looking over there because yeah. someone over there has tried to decide to chime in. And and then you're going as a viewer, you're going, who the fuck's that? Who's this now? Mm. Are you, you're supposed to be talking to me, but you're actually talking to Alan. And now, Paul. Yeah. And you're going, but that's because none of you lot behind the camera no, you know didn't. that you're not, it's yeah. not about you. Yeah. And we've had it, we've had it like, we bring on a shoot and you'll be talking to someone and everyone there's trying to fillet the ego of the person you're talking to. Right. So they'll say something mildly amusing and everyone behind will be like, <sighs> and you're going like this. You're just like, I can see your face. You're going like, that's not, yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah. stop. Yeah, 100%. That's not the real job. That's not, that's not what you're here for. Right. And again, that's one of the great things about Greg and Felix is if you're doing comedy, they'll let you know you're doing something funny. Right. But that's because they know it's the time for you to just see something off camera to, 100%. to spark you and be like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, follow through, follow through. And follow I've through. noticed that as well. And I love that. Presenters do it though. Tigo does it on camera. I think Specs does it on camera. I've always tried to do it on camera where you do self-production on front of camera as well. Where someone might tell a joke and you know it's the thing that's gonna make them fly. So you might give an extra exaggerated, like I always do it. I yeah. might do an exaggerated or something just to make the show keep going on and make it better. Whereas like I said, that 10, 15 people behind the camera a strong producer doesn't allow that to happen. Yeah. And that's why I can't really, I don't like to work with everyone. Someone that's on camera and someone that has to produce my own shoots for Vibra and stuff like that. Bro, I'll be honest with you, if you don't have a strong producer, you can see in the show, like Tigo is honest. Do you know how vital that is in production? Do you know yeah. how important it is just to be honest? It doesn't necessarily mean they're right. doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong, but you fully understand where like, that person is coming from at that present moment in time. So when T goes honesty, it kind of anchors you to understand where you need to go with your content. Or mm. I've done a shoot with Emil Heskey one time. At the end of it, Tigo was telling me all the things I needed to improve on. Right. I went home and watched about fucking three hours of Emil Heskey, one of the more research, because the next time I do a one poll, I don't want to be that underprepared. Yeah, I facts. couldn't even tell you one producer that makes me feel like, mm. they're just, yeah, man, I can't lie. Good production is so, so, so important. So important. Yeah, it's it's key. I I've, I realized that more so working with you with you two. I think more more than anything, if I'm working with someone who's not a strong producer, it's probably my own expertise in like me like pulling it out of the bag. But I always know if I got strong, if I if I got someone, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If I know if I've got somebody who's certified, I know that I today my likelihood of being able to pull something mad out of the bag is higher. Yeah. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's a lot of people that will say, can you say that again? Yeah. Which by the way, is the death of content. Yeah. Can you say 100%. that again? Can you say that again? Oh my God. Can you say, that's the death of content. But I then hate... there's people that will say, sorry, can we stop right here? 
do you mind if we go back to oh. death with content? Yeah. Like if you if you haven't got the trust in the talent that A, they saw that moment and they're going to figure out how to bring that back around. 100%. Or they're going to get the word in right next time around. Again, you, you've booked the wrong talent. 100%. It's why I think a lot of people that have come from online really struggle with television content. I can speak for myself and come people that I know that because in television, I do that again. All right, can you read that again? And like even at MTV, me and Snoochie had to reshape it so it's just like kind of to our liking because the amount of times they make you read retake that, like, I can't show you the same energy I did just a minute ago because I don't even feel that same way now. You've asked me to do it again. It makes me kind of feel like it's not good enough. Or yeah. there's so much things that go I through your know mind. The take you're gonna use is that one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny as well, like, because we obviously I've got even a show on the BBC with Specs that we put Specs forward for that show. Well, they came to Specs for that show and they wanted to do a test that episode, right? And they were going to use the producer from the, the production company. And then he was like, you know what? You work with Specs, you do it. You do the filling, you do the sit in, because they were going to use another talent to, to be that second camera. And um, we did the tester episode. And they were like, you know what, it works, we do it. And I was like, cool, um, wherever you're gonna pay me, we'll just put it towards what Specs is gonna make. Cause it's, not, it's, it's low impact work for me. We do it and you get, and it's an easy show. Cause it's, again, it's well produced, there's Connor, who's a, a good producer cause he gets it as well. Works with us a couple of times and goes, oh, don't overdo it. Give the information to me, let me give it to Specs. Don't overburden Specs' mind. Specs is gonna do what he's gonna do with it. And then we get a good show out of it. It's a successful show. It, it hit some record-breaking numbers the first series. Second is this um, if Sadan played for Blackburn? If Blackburn signs a Dan. Oh, yeah. that's it. Which is yeah, a 10-minute yeah. format on that's BBC Sounds. That's a sickest name, title, bro. Love. Brother, I can't lie. <laughs> that is such a sick title, bro. But with, oh, with that cool. now, where we get to the second series and there's more on YouTube or whatever, and they want different promo clips because the BBC are trying to really push BBC Sounds, they got Specs doing intros. And it's like, Specs, say this. Say this, say this. But the problem is with Specs. If you say, say Specs, say I'm Specs, you're watching if Blackburn signs a Dan, subscribe to BBC Sounds now. Specs is going to go, I'm Specs, I've got the biggest dick on YouTube. Right, you yeah, lot yeah. know me, look at these glasses. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's laughing. Everyone's laughing. Yeah. But first couple of times, someone had the cameras go, could you say it like that? And, and Specs' his head goes, because he's like, yeah, yeah. I just said it funny. I just, you saw the reaction. So now it's at the point where they look at me and be like, Specs, that was brilliant. but bro we i just need you to say exactly how and just that level of knowing how to not let the talent's head go yeah, so, yeah. and someone like specs who's volatile in the yeah. sense that he doesn't view himself as putting on a show ever right if, he, if you life. think specs is putting on a show then he's never going to watch that video back again right, right, right. but when he's just allowed to be him he think he's just always going to be free and and go crazy and everything else but a lot of producers will go can we get that again but this time don't be creative. This time, don't be funny. This time, don't be original. And it's like, one, because I'm there on set, we're able to build that rapport and Connor gets it. And it's like, okay, how, however many times it's going to take for him to do it funny, do it however he wants to do it, I know we'll get what we need. Right, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. 100%. I think, sorry to cut, I think a lot of people are probably battling, you know, now that even the more you hear Tigo speak, it's like, Tigo has learned what he knows because he has knowledge and most importantly, he has invaluable experience Facts. with loads of different types of types of talent. So he doesn't have like, a go-to when dealing with someone. It's just like, let me figure out what this type of person's like and then work with them from there. Whereas I think a lot of people from working at Copa anyway, a lot of the producers and a lot of people behind the camera that you work with just come like university students. It's all protocol. This yeah. is what you do at this time. This is what you do at that time. Who you are has nothing to do with the equation. Yeah. You are just 
decoration on a Christmas tree. Yeah. Just just also as well, quickly, for, for the people then, Teo works at Vice, by the way. So yeah, I know yeah, some yeah. people would have just heard me say Teo. Yeah. But I think as well, like, one thing that he helped me with was that, like, I then started to understand that. See here, we sit, we talk, we vibes, whatever, and, like, it is what it is, isn't it? But then, and also, like, recording the podcast, even with, like, artists or whoever it may be, someone with big notoriety, we're just sitting down having a conversation. That is one thing. Sitting down and filming the doc, or going out and filming the doc is a whole different thing because we are filming for five, six days, mm. but ultimately, this is going to be a 25-minute film at the most, yeah? So in the beginning, what I struggled with was, oh, I'm so used to just sitting down and just chatting to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, me and this person will just sit and talk, but you know what? If this... It alone has to be in the thing. This is already fifty minutes. Yeah. Fifty minutes is this a fifty minute conversation is not a, can't be a doc. We need to find ways of being able to. And so he would help me un, like understand. All right, cool. The objective is get the best out of them. I have my own way of being able to do that. But there's certain moments that we need that we there's are going to make points. the film. Yeah? yeah. So once I started to understand that that perspective and also he was helping me find ways of being able to do that mm. now when i go into their moments whether it be um filming a doc or whether it be something like champions league or everything there's times where like i'm i'm digging i'm digging i'm digging someone says something i like yeah that's making it yeah, yeah, and i know that's enough so like, let's say for example with champions league of everything there's a moment obviously in the beginning where let's say lippy comes and he sits down with me and in the edit it's, it's very quick but actually, in the filming, it's like 10 minutes or yeah. so, yeah? But like, I'll just be asking questions, waiting for that one thing. That's as it. soon as that one thing happens, I know, all right, cool, yeah. that's it, we're in now, that's it. Yeah. And now he's ready to go. I might keep going just in case there's some other bits and pieces there. Yeah, yeah. But other than that- okay, That's I you as a producer right. yourself. Yeah. It's the same, we went on a run where, do you remember you did like, Dizzy, Nines, yeah. Huncho, Pot of Paper, like very close together. Yeah. You would come out of every single one of them and be like, I got it. Yeah. You heard that bit? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. bit. And we'd know. And then the, when it comes out, that's the bit that the blogs have got. 100%. That's the bit that people are commenting on. That's the spike moment on YouTube. That's being a producer. But that's pure experience. Yeah. That is pure. That's like, again, when you're dealing with talent that have been in the business for a certain amount of time. And that's why, to me, a lot of these producers are frauds and absolute useless fuckers is you, there are very few people that can tell Chucky what he did right. Mm. there's very few people to tell that can show you the formula that he used to get where he got mm. and if you don't understand if you can't work backwards from that formula and understand it you shouldn't be back, you shouldn't be booking talent like that you should be working with talent that do exactly what you say exactly. it's the same thing happening like um, in football right in club media all these football clubs saw the rise of fan culture they all started booking the guys who talk on camera about their football club and saying this is our love for our football club and then they all kind of backtracked and went, hey, oh, well, we can't control this. They're, they're, they're saying one thing over here, but then they're saying they love it over here. And they're going, okay, so now we just need puppets in these positions now. There are very few like, Chelsea, obviously they're going for a bad period right now. So Dan and Zach, who are two of my favorite people in the business, they haven't had the opportunity to say, wow, this fucking stinks or wow, we're not happy. Mm. So Chelsea have been kind of lucky, but outside of them, whether it's Manchester United, whether it's Arsenal, whether it's Tottenham, They've all kind of reverted to this point of, no, no, there's going to be a producer who's going to push our propaganda, our message, and they're going to work with talent that is not going to go off script, whether here or at home or on another channel. They're going off script. So when I see people with the opportunity to book talent, 
with a little bit more freedom, a little bit more risk, and they have them doing staged, written, like pre-produced, overproduced bullshit, I'm like, you you are a fraud and you do not deserve to be in this business. Mm. Because the talent has, especially talent like, who spent hours, like the amount of hours of HC that exists, mm. the amount of hours that you, and I'm, I know you watch back yeah. most episodes, you know more about you and how you do it than anyone could ever know. Mm. And what a lot of these producers don't understand is they can watch back their own work and not understand what they got right. Yeah, yeah. A talent can't. Yeah. A talent can't watch back a content and go, how the hell did that, how did that work? Yeah, yeah. Did, they know exactly how it worked. So unless there's a faith in yeah, the talent, there's, there's I definitely the know talent. the moments of like where it's gold. I also know the moments of improvement in that as well. Of course, yeah. I see it as well. Oh, it's the same. Like I'll, I'll get halfway through a shoot and be like, ah, if I'd have just, that done that there, it's, it's clear that's the moment that I've missed it I've missed that and you self-improve and you, you go again and you go again and you go again but this industry is so new it's so it's so new it's evolving it's changing every single day like the the, te- the tone and the intent and the execution everything's changing every single day and it's a tiny little territory and there's a constant screaming need for your attention from every corner of your life like I noticed it going into this year. Like, obviously, there's been a big growth of podcasts over the last four three years. years. Yeah. But from January, it was like, okay, everyone's equipment's gone up a level. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then, and then people are people are banging a million views on TikTok on a clip, mm. and I go, I could, I know what that does to people. That that inspires them. That gives them the motivation to, to do it again, to keep going, to keep going, to keep going, to keep going, which is what it should do. But that's now applying pressure to everyone who was here last year, who's never had a million click video and that positively or negatively a lot of people are chasing it a lot of people will chase it a lot of people will try and fit into things they don't necessarily fit into to try and keep up with that stuff but there is a there is a there is a sea change that's happening right now just in the podcast space absolutely and let, that's before you even get into the the youtubers like sidemen christmas number one campaigns yeah the prime energy drinks yeah 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 the, the numbers they're putting up on twitch like and these guys are Clip that there, and they're, they're so self motivated, self produced, and they, they're money machines. And I, I don't talk about money in that way, I don't think money's the most important thing in the world when it comes to this stuff. But these guys set levels, and they actually they do create a very strong trickle down economy just by being great and constantly pushing the boundaries of they've, they've got their own vodka, of they the, the partnership they did with um, the, 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 the bank and all that mm. stuff, and like those guys are changing our business mm-hmm. from the front, from the top. And we might think, oh, we're over here doing a, a culture, music, black lifestyle podcast over here. What's that got to do with us? But it does. It and and we us, all yeah. feel that change. It, it, sometimes it takes a bit longer, but everything is always changing in this business. I think one of the one of the craziest and scariest things about this change, just from this conversation, so much things are cropping up. I think to a lot of producers, it looks like when Dennis Bergkamp scored that incredible goal against Newcastle United, you think you can just grab a ball and roll out and do it. And um, when I see the way Tigo produces, I think I've learned, and even like, like Tigo said, a lot of people on camera self-producing, you end up realizing a lot of people are terrible at producing because of the respect that you carry from what Tigo or you said over to another show. So for example, when I was doing the Arsenal in 2018, 2017, I was doing the podcast, for, um, I was doing a show for them. They would tell me, we find Filthy Fellas hilarious. Mm. So Filthy means a lot to me. I'm like, that is sick. Like that's something me and my boy Tigo do. That's sick that you like that. But then I go over there and they're like, yeah, we saw that. We want to try and get them elements out of you. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
So you go over there and you think, if you like what Tigo likes, I can display a similar behavior pattern and hopefully that you will engage with that. No. I end up getting fired and dismissed for all the things that I was, you so loved was on Filthy. Right. And you have to laugh, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, huh? Like he even phoned me and laughed when he done it. He's like, poet, man. I said, but, but you watch Filthy, you like Filthy. Like I've gone on Filthy and just said some but stuff. That's, that, the, that's the part that I hate. That, that's the bit that I will always find difficult in dealing with brands. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's coming through somebody that I trust like yourself. But I think that like, you know what? Sometimes my name, for example, could come up in a conversation in an office. Yeah. So there's a campaign that they're doing, whatever. And somebody is a fan of the podcast or they're a fan of what it is that I'm doing. And so they say my name. Oh yeah, you know what? Maybe you should use, we, we should use Chucky because of blah, blah, yeah. whatever. And then they'll be like, oh, you know what? Show me some stuff. What does he do? Then they might wheel off all of the stuff that I do. And the stuff that I do sounds great. Mm. So then it's like, okay, yeah, let's use him. But then when they use me now, they don't want me to be the guy that I have been in all of these. They want me to be a completely different person. They've projected their own character yeah. onto your face. So they've, they've heard wow. maybe all of the things that I've done. Yeah. And maybe they might even be aware of all the things that I've done. Mm. But in their mind, they have a perception of what they think that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that I have to be that when they book me. Do you know what's bad as well? Like when you do talent, what they do is you see the most polarized versions of yourself that everyone's aware of that becomes who you are. And the people that are a real fan of you will be aware of what your consistent character is. So whoever you are consistently here, mm. people that book, those are the people that I would want to book me. Not the people that I've seen as easy Mills and Miles arguing. <laughs> 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 you're booking me for the wrong thing. Yeah, so you need you, some, you can't you know control I mean? it to that you can't, extent. Yeah, of course not. talent is difficult and, and you, you have to adjust and, and make the most because you've got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You've got people to look after and that's that's where it becomes difficult and my, my issue is not so much with the idea that when a talent goes over to this brand or this platform they're, a tw- they're working at 40% of their capability because that's what's been asked of them my, my problem is never going to be with on that end my problem is always going to be with the people that this this world now has so many personalities mm. it has so many talents mm. we have a very under-resourced front end business right YouTube advertising for anyone who's watching doesn't doesn't pay anything yes. it doesn't pay anything you've got to be in the stratosphere to make any money off YouTube advertising mm-hmm. so then you've got to be trying to sell products people don't really buy products they, they, they've got their products unless you come in something new to the market that they've never seen before they're really going to buy it unless you're stratospheric sideline mm-hmm. level up there we, we don't have the brands don't respect <coughs> the platforms enough. They don't respect the talent enough to go, let's just go in, help them achieve what they need to achieve, elevate their their formats, their processes, whatever. They, they, they'll go, we'll take, we'll take you over here. We'll create something over here. We'll do it our way. And then you can go back to where you were. <laughs> and, that, and that is what it is. That's the business. Mm-hmm. But you say like in the United States, you say troops, Barstool, we're able to say, here's a talent that is extremely, extremely valuable to what we do. It's so similar to what we sell. He's going to be a huge influence for us. We're going to pay, get him over to America. We're going to set him up. He's going to be a, a personality on this platform and everything else. There's no, There will never be anything like that in this country, unfortunately. Mm. We are too small of a territory. Mm. Uh, where There are too many people behind the scenes. Mm. There are too many people that come out of uni and, and go into agencies or PR companies or production companies or whatever that want to sit around and take credit 
to to write decks, to fill in forms, to mm. that the talent is never gonna mm. actually break through because the consumer. I don't think the consumers is a very British thing to say. I'm a fan of yours, but what do you do to be a fan of mine? Oh, I consume free content every week. Thank <laughs> 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 yeah. you for being a fan. I love yeah, you, yeah, and I'm, yeah. it's not like I can give you the opportunity to say, "Can you support <laughs> me?" And everyone that does support outside of that, yeah. you lot are super special to me, like super special, but there's no fundamental front end industry yeah. for this tier this level that and it's the same in the music industry it's worse in the music industry much worse it's yeah. where, where's 90% frauds in this industry I think oh it's 99% frauds I think I think everyone in that in that industry is a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why the musicians are coming over to YouTube. <laughs> they had enough well, this, over yeah, there. This is it. And obviously, as well, like we, even within that industry, I, I genuinely believe that the overwhelming percentage of people that work within that industry, uh, what are just they're guest list whores. Hundred percent. It's just it's about I guess it's about trying to go into a place. It's 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 so cloudy. It's disgusting, and I think everyone in that business is guilty. I think everyone in that business, that business is so solidified in what it does and how it processes and the, the fact that it's all designed to completely tear the arse out of artists and revenue and everything else that it's just accepted. But mm. the amount of people that walk around this yeah, city true, acting like they've done something. And the the, the shit, rapper bro. did it. The singer did it. The producer it did true, it. Bro. <laughs> nothing. It's principle-led though, isn't it? It's like, I think the principles applied in order for you to work in the creative space are completely different to the, uh, the principles, I guess, in order to in to habit something, to have something, do you know where I'm coming from? Mm. So you know what you need to do in order for you to be chucky and be true to yourself, for your brand to stay a lot, lot, you know, stay here forever. But the person that will invest in you and house you has completely different principles. So like, I think that's why musicians end up lasting for four years and then disappearing because oh, the principle is years, transition lucky. is like, all right, you're old now, yeah. let's get a new person in. And that's a principle in commercial. I but think like, a even lot here, of the artists fall into the trap as well. Though. Like I always say like, everyone in the music industry is a fucker, right? They're all mm. fucking frauds, right? The managers are all frauds for a little window. The talent are all frauds for a little window, but everyone falls into it. 100%. It's about whether you can pull yourself out of it. Yeah. I think, to me, the best example will always be Skepta. If, if you got asked Skepta, Skepta, were you ever an industry cunt? He'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ain't now. No, yeah. Now he's, he's completely in control of his destiny. He's completely in control of everything. You ask the best managers in the business, did you ever fall into the trap? Did you ever just get so excited to have a meeting at the big table? and be so proud to have a little pass that said universal on it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I did. Absolutely. I think my bridging would say exactly the same thing. But there's and some so people you, that can pull themselves out. Yeah. And there's some people that can see uh, the business for what it is. That, and that's what happens. You start seeing the business for what it but is. Something, yeah, but as, you're right as well. The artists do fall, fall into it too. And the thing is as well, the glitz and glamour mm. and the, the, the and the money yeah. as well is what kind of tricks people. Mm. Because I think sometimes too, yeah. And I, I've mentioned this before. Obviously, the people that work behind the industry always get the bad rap when it comes to like, the decision making of certain artists that have been signed and rightly so yeah, yeah? but you know what there's a countless amount of artists that have seen the fuckery and seen the, the 
and known about, you know what, if you're signing a deal, you might change this and whatever, and still chose to do it. Yeah. And then once they've been in that situation and it's actually happened to them yeah. and they can't get out of it, now all of a sudden this fucking, Fuck this, this person, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's why I say the industry's trash because like what, you, what we should always appreciate is the individual getting into the situation has a lot less knowledge and experience in that situation than the industry. The industry, if it's an industry and it makes money, has been there for years. Mm. So therefore the protocol of practice from everyone involved in that is always been the same. Mm. So realistically, if I come into that situation and there's loads of successful individuals that will come from it and there's a couple of bad things, just naturally as any human, you're gonna go, there's always good and bad. But do you know so what, Poe? Do you know it, what, Poe? I hear that still, but the reality is, is it looks like there's loads of successful people that have come out of that. But the reality is, is it, the, the amount of people that have been successful coming out of it to the people mm. that haven't been is, is terrible. Is, but, I'm like stage, but I'm asking you, to say like, I can't expect 19 year old my guy. Oh, 19, from, dip, a bit different. But when you get to like 30 or something yeah, like yeah. that, maybe you should and have a bit of knowledge. Happens, but they remember the industry exploits a younger demographic. It's, but yeah. not even that. Do you know that what I'm saying? Is a, it, is a, it's not a disruptive industry. For you to be successful in the music industry, mm. you're gonna play by every one of their rules. Everyone, mm. if you even thinks they're outside of their rules, you ain't really outside of their you're rules. You're playing by Remember when rules, Chance man. the Rapper had that Apple music deal, whatever, you're in mm. the industry. Like, like you <laughs> can't get, a poster hmm. on a built on a wall unless you go through playing the game. Yeah, playing yeah. the game you can't get on Jules Holland unless you go through it like, you ain't just going to be like right I'm putting my own music out now I'm not servicing radio I'm not servicing PR I'm not doing advertising I'm not doing music videos I'm just put, and be successful it's not possible you gotta work out and, and if it is possible it's possible once mm. and what will happen and what's always happened is the industry figures out how to go, Ooh, never let that happen again. Close yeah. that door, close that door. Can yeah. we just say while we're on there as well, yeah? See the, um, I think it, it might have been Polydor. It might have been Polydor. I'm going to check it actually. And actually, in fact, if I get this wrong, just put the label on the screen, yeah? Oh, what a stinker you had. What did they do? Ray. <laughs> what a stinker oh. you had. So you've had this this girl has been sitting there since 2014. Yeah. Can't get a sniff really with much stuff going on. Yeah. So, so then she's trying to get out of this. 2014, she's been in there for God knows. She's been there for ages. Yeah. She's like, just begging. Yeah. Please, just, all right, if you're not going to do nothing with me, if you're not going to put my album out, please just let me go. I'm begging you, just let me go. Mm. You're doing nothing with me. Please, like while I'm still young, just let me go. Obviously, if there's... And I, I get it, sometimes someone signs you, whatever, they get sacked or they move somewhere else and whatnot. Someone else comes in, they don't see the vision. If you, don't, if you come in and you don't see the vision, just let them go. Don't hold them for years. You hold them for years. Anyway, she's there, bare stress and strife, whatnot. She eventually gets let go. What happens? Number one. I give her more credit than that though. She turned that into the campaign that got her number one. Mm, and I think that again, that's where the music I hear industry that loud. is set up in a way that it's like, if you can, turn interest into streams which now we're in a streaming era you can like there's an intrigue i'm intrigued by how she's why she wanted out was she she made a big thing of getting out of her deal and that's a like don't get me wrong it happens every tape like mm -hmm. i think cryptoconan just did it yeah mm -hmm. it happens every day but she she's she's smart enough and her team's smart enough to turn that into something 100%. that 100%. and also the music the music will never lie in that way it's not like she put out a parody song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's written some sort. She's she's a writer as well, isn't it? Yeah. She's had like she's had quite a lot of success with writing. So she's, I think, financially from that side, she's always been. She's, she's had written well, but she's base, one. Yeah. She's wanting to be an artist of her own right. But yeah, you're, I guess that's probably the smart. That's the play in the game aspect as well, yeah, right? Because the game, the music industry. Like I say, man, I studied the music industry. I spent my whole adolescence studying music. I worked in the music industry. 
when I, when somebody broke down what the streaming was going to be, what the, the new format for streaming was going to be, that's when I quit the music business. I was like, you know what? I'm out. Basically, you've, you've monopolized the whole business. You've monopolized mm-hmm. every part of it. I, I fucking, I can't stand it. There's no disruption here whatsoever. But everything is in place. Everything is, you, you can't, you can't sit outside of the system there. And try and come possible. in and just do your own thing. You have to work out a compromise when you come into this situation. You it have just, to. You, you can't pull the levers. Like, not to sound like Barcelona. You can't yeah. pull the levers mm-hmm. unless yeah. you're in the room with the levers in it. Like, there's a big fucking steel door on that room. Like, you ain't getting in there. Like, yeah, they've yeah. got control of that room. Like, the labels still own, like, most of the streaming platforms. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that anyone can gain, gain attention. Not money. Streaming money is piss as we know and it's again it's a tiny territory you have to reach outside of your territory to actually make real money on streaming but it's how you it's like it's like it's like um a youtube group owning youtube and yeah. being like hey you want you want you want to get on the home page you want to get on the recommended page you're not our friend yeah right you're not exactly. with us. we're not eating off you so no you can't have it that's the music industry now. Yeah, because you see, like, sometimes the ones as well as the favourites or whatnot, the moment that they, the moment that the campaign comes out, you can sometimes see their faces on genres that they don't, there's not, they don't even make that type of music. Right. But their face is just on. Well, everything. I say this, I, I, I subscribe to Tidal, right? Yeah. Which is, because it's the, it's the one that pays the artist the most. Yeah. It's also allegedly got the best quality sounds. I, I stick to those two things, right? I was listening to the UK rap playlist on it, which is a good playlist. But the last track on the playlist <laughs> was Casanova. <laughs> I said, how did we get here? <laughs> I, it doesn't take a genius to figure out how to get here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? I find it so entertaining. Is I think it used to for streaming. Semtech, yeah, oh, is it? These, these are more modern one than the one I'm talking oh, about. Okay. And, and and I don't think Jay Z and uh, Rock Nation own. They don't own it anymore, <laughs> do they? No, they sold it to Square, I think. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, like the algorithms. Yeah, I heard Jay don't talk about title no more, which I noticed though. No. But yeah. No, you see, Luke sold it to Square, which is the company that Jack from Twitter owns. Jack from Twitter? Yeah. Jack from Twitter? Yeah, you know Jack, the guy who started Twitter. Oh, so, oh, okay. He kind of company called Square. Square. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Jay Z's still like a director of some kind, but I think it's like a uh, more of a showpiece position than it is an active. Um, it's so funny. Like in all, what I'm listening to, especially from the, the I guess quote unquote creative aspect, it's like you can't put all of your everything in something. You just got to work out a compromise. Know why you're there. Know why they're there. And then just figure out the compromise, which is pretty much everything. And I think the biggest problem is when individuals put themselves in that situation and think that's the savior. Yeah. When you put yourself in front of camera and think the producer is the savior. Right. When you put yourself in a situation where you're signing a record label and the A&R is the savior, it's not. He's doing one part of it and you've got to figure out the parts that you've got to do that's all it is I guess. it's just the, the business is corrupt because it shouldn't yeah. even be that it shouldn't yeah, no, it, it shouldn't that. it shouldn't but that's yeah it shouldn't but that's what it is because right. artists especially black music right you're totally relied upon to market yourself yep yeah. in in pop in guitar music because a lot of these genres they don't have collaboration mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't go Freddo put Clavish on a tune and then now a few million people have heard Clavish you can't do that if you're a band, if you're an indie band, if you're a rock band. That, there's no process for that. You can't go, if you're clavish, I'm going to put out a mixtape and I'm going to put it in the streets. I'm going to make sure it's got this this sound or whatever. You can't do that in any other genre. Dance music's got it, but it 
it's a it's a it's a different process mm. there one it doesn't have the same because people don't attach to artists and producers the way they are in it's in, not that personal in rapper exactly because the, the narratives are so personal it's like a soundtrack for a lifestyle rather yeah. than something that's actually and yours it's the same for all black music and black artists mabel comes out and she's expected to have kojo funds on the single she's expected to have a rap on the single mm. so that she can draw attention from the black music consumer which which appreciates that level of collaboration like mm -hmm. okay i don't know if that works anymore now though I think I definitely think it works. Do you like what the singer and the rapper doing that like that yeah. old school? You know, like when you put when you fling a jar rule on the rhythm, when you fling a young. Does it? Do you feel like it works? I, think, I definitely think that works. I'm trying to think of some examples today because it can't not work. There's no way it can't not work for me. It's just a, a, a new interpretation of it that will work. But that okay. that 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 cannot not work. That's I impossible. Think, to I me. think break the breaking of vocalists is a whole different process now anyway and actually it's breaking the vocal is impossible yeah that's what i'm and that's i mean maybe from a rapper's perspective if another rapper brings in the next rapper or whatnot who just so happens to be cold i can see it but i think breaking a vocalist is so difficult anyway mm. i don't personally i don't know the formula i don't know what the formula is no but there, i do there feel is no like formula. Huh? there is no formula yeah because there's no culture for it because we we might hear the song live. we might hear the song and it slaps yeah and we might really respect the rapper yeah. yeah but then after that the vocalist a lot of the time either just goes really quiet or dies yeah but yeah. then you can take a look at without staying on it too long, and when you take a look at the, that example of Ja Rule, what have you, back in the day, mm. I just think there was more examples and the quality threshold was a lot higher. And maybe within the culture, there was a space that it lived and existed. Whereas today, I'm just trying to think of where do I go, barring your R&B dance, brother, outside of that, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where I'm gonna experience that type of vocal R &B to live on in the radio. Mm. Yeah, for real. Lived on the radio. And you know, you've got like Scissor and her and like to elite level production R&B that is moving crazy units and there's a clearly a demand for it definitely but the establishing of the voice and because technical skill in vocals is it's valuable only to a point now right. there's so much engineering there's so many vocal effects and stuff that can make people into good singers that people don't <laughs> people don't decide oh she's a good singer I'm going to listen to her en masse there's still a niche that do so when you have that Band boundary straight away. It's like that barrier says, right, cool. Doesn't matter if you're a good singer. The job now is in two minutes, because it used to be three and a half minutes, in two minutes, two minutes convince yeah. me I want to hear this yeah. and I want to hear what you got to say next. 100%. And that's why and what people do you like Scissor. Like? Yeah, yeah, and, and what do you, what do you like? like? Well, people like Scissor, her, um, Giveon, and a lot of the, the, the new R&B singers, they adopt more of a rap style to their yeah, yeah, performances in way, yeah, on yeah. 40, 50% of their albums mm. because that's the only way they can communicate like, no, I'm a storyteller. Because it's crazy. Come, come, and, come, come and hear my story. Maybe there was just a lot more love in the 90s and 80s. There was just a bit more of an atmospheric of love. Whereas right now, <laughs> the biggest selling things must be pain work. No, no, I mean, there was still a lot of abusive relationships back then, a lot of toxicity. But there's a there's actually a girl though that's actually sick. There's something about her that I've, I don't know what she will end up doing. Or, and I want to sit down and talk with her. But her name is called Lost Girl. And like she came through doing a couple of garage songs and that, yeah. But she's just long hair, mixed race girl, mixed race girl. My little G still is it, yeah. Yeah, Cold man. singer. She's been doing some like little covers and that here and there, whatnot. She's got a grand popping. She's got like she's. Put, you can put her on the screen if you can find her. Oh, is that her there? Okay, yeah. Watch her um, now. Jeez. Was you working with Tiny? I think at the start. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Make sure it's the right person. I I really need to go yeah, toilet, yeah, boys. Yeah, 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 I don't know her in great depth like that. I've met her out. This is like 2019. She's been grafting for a while then, but right. 2018, 2019, yeah, I was see, introduced to her. Yeah, that What was that song? That's, that came out last year, isn't it? Can you check it? Uh, it's, it should be up, probably up there. No, 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 it's not there. She's grafting. I'll tell you that, boy. She's been grafting for a bit, so I have to respect her hustle, man. I proper respect her hustle. The last time I saw her was at the Trap Star party. Yeah, um, see, see, even being in them spaces there. I just think, yeah, obviously she needs the music too. She definitely needs the music. But she definitely has this, she's got that factor. I don't know what that factor is, but she's got it. She sings so well. Mm. She looks good. You can see that, like, man them would like her. Mm. Obviously, she's Chris. Mm. Gallem will definitely like her mm. on, on two aspects. One, because obviously she's a good singer. Two in probably some of the things that she's talking about. But also, she looks like a girl that girls will fancy too. You get what I'm saying? 100% I hear where you're coming from. I think, I don't know, I could be wrong. Tigo will be able to tell you more when he comes back in and maybe yourself. But I just think... Trust issues, I think it's good. With singers no, it's today, not, it's not. Sorry. the reason Sorry, why bro. I love Scissor, for example, there's a story in it. Mm-hmm. And the reasons why I like a lot of artists is the story behind them. So when I hear the music, if I can go to your Instagram mm-hmm. or I can hear other stories in and around it which are quite representative of what I hear, then I'm just like, this is a believable person. Like, maybe it's because I get it from rap. If you say one thing, like Gunner said, I would never snitch. Blah, blah, blah. So like people do say one thing and do another. It's just like, nah, I don't trust he you He still no said more. he didn't, by the way. Huh? He's still saying he didn't. Is it? Well, I guess, well, the sister unfollowed, so I'm just going to deal with this. Who? Sister. His sister? A young fuck's and sister unfollowed. Oh, I thought The whole of YSL unfollowed. So I'm just going to go with what young fuck's sister says. That's, right. I don't know her. But I don't know Gunner but as you're well. Going with so the let me just go with a sister. Right then, I'm, I'm over there. So like, yeah, that's just how I feel. I just think music, if it doesn't have a story behind it, it's just like, it's protocol, isn't it? So I think with Lost Girl, I don't know too much of her story, but we'll if she doesn't it, have a story, I think she'll get lost in protocol of pretty girl, Excuse good at what she's doing. Excuse the pun. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, do you know what I'm coming from? Where she can be replaceable. I think a lot of artists get into that, that situation, whereas some artists... I think we'll come back. We'll come back at the end of the year. And we'll have a, we'll assess it, but I, I'm gonna talk with her. I, I'm gonna, yeah, talk, I'm gonna I just talk. think because I, I want to know when I from once I saw her, mm. I just something was like, you know what, I just want to know who this is. I want to know. I'll holler her and I mean, um, so, she's yeah. cool, bro. Like, um, cool. obviously, we've got to wrap up soon, quick. But have you got howlers, by the way? Do you know what? I've got someone, some howlers, not, not, not yet, though. No, I'm gonna take a look. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about quickly, T, is um, like the signing of chunks. Yeah. Like, obviously, that was such a big thing for JD, yeah? And he was at Foot Asylum at the time, obviously around a, a demographic of people that obviously clearly was working around him, yeah? Taking him and then bringing him over to, to JD was a, a massive thing. This was Campbell to Arsenal. This was massive. Yeah, yeah. Such he a, goes such to a Barcelona. This was, oh, to Real Madrid, sorry. This was crazy. When yeah. I saw now, also, there's, like, other elements to look at, too, in which he talked to me on a podcast about when we filmed it, where it was, like... You know what? Like, it's as he's got bigger, it's become a little, a little bit more difficult for him to sometimes be banter the way that he wants to banter because it just goes to so much different people and it's just always getting taken out of context, mm-hmm. context or whatever. And now he's now moving over at a certain height. Was it ever 
tricky trying to actually integrate that talent. Because even though it's a given that you put a camera on him more time, he's going to be funny or whatever it is. Sometimes it actually isn't always a given that he's it's going to work with this person or that person or whatever. And I do know that like in the beginning, some people were kind of a bit like, oh, I don't know, like yeah. it doesn't feel like... So I can't, I can't, obviously I can't talk about the process of yeah. him coming over. So, but the process of once he was working with... The integration. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was very difficult because the pressure is he's going to pick up where he left off and he's, He's, we're gonna we're gonna have him in exact same situations, and you it's, it's physically impossible because what exists over in one space is is living and breathing. If you have a content platform and you have producers and you have talent, it is a living and breathing animal. You don't have control over it, so you can't pull someone away from it and be like the same thing over here, please. So it, I would say it was super difficult because we were all in our own heads. We're all thinking. But what's this person gonna say? And what's this mm. audience member gonna say? And what's what's this portion of his fan base gonna say? Um, and and he again, as someone who's self-produced most of his career, someone who's self-edited most of his career, someone who's a bootstrap built from the ground up himself, designed his whole character, designed his whole brand. He's he's so aware. Mm. Like again, with YouTube is different. If you you could be a seventeen-year-old signing a record deal. And then the the A and Rs and the producers and all these people are influencing you. He built himself from day one. He knows what's gonna work. He knows what's not gonna work. He knows when he's just done something that's gonna bang. He knows he's just done something that's uh, that it's ain't a bit it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where you have different pressures from a commercial perspective, that we need X amount of things, or we need you know this tone, this product, this whatever. There's so many different pressures that the consumer should never know about. Um, when you have a talent as good as he is and to me he's the best we've ever produced when all when it's all said and done the united kingdom has never produced a better on camera presenter whatever the he's not a presenter he's a personality we never produced a better one Mm. i think working class kid from a council estate in northwest london somali heritage uh muslim um you know his image is not the image that, mm. at least when he made his name wasn't the image of someone that's like gonna be a star in this country for him to have made it to the level that he's made it to the way he's done it means to me I, I put him up there as the best that there is period and because of the doors he's opened <coughs> it's gonna be hard for me to look at someone and be like wow you did it better than Chunks did it mm. I don't think that's necessarily gonna be possible but with time and, and we've obviously known each other for years and I've always studied his content He's always always watched Filthy, always appreciated our content. He's got good relationships with all the boys. With time, you do figure out, okay, you know what? We need to create something new. We need to create something new that we're all in the same kind of headspace for. Mm. Stop trying to be that. Mm. Stop trying to compete with that. Stop trying to focus on that audience and kind of go, if we create something with all the skills you've got, with all the skills we've got, we'll create our own momentum. We'll create our own. And, And luckily, like the last quarter of, 2022 really started to see a turnaround there I was lucky again um, we were able to work with Harry Panero who yeah. I'm biased mm. I'm biased the second best that there ever he's has really been he's really good man bro he's he, as a producer I can tell you for a fact there's nobody in this business turn the camera on owns it dominates. can I just say as well I got a big you up because I'd never met Harry before at a point and we was recording a pod 
and poet said, I'm not going to make it, but I've got someone for you to talk to. And Harry came. And me and Harry just sat, this was the first time me and Harry actually just sat down and chopped it up. And and I, I left there thinking to myself, Raj, you know what? Like, there's something special about him still. 100%. Something special about him. The way he came, he laid on the sofa. Mm. He laid on the sofa and we just had an open, honest conversation about a lot of different things. But I think it was, it's the way that he spoke, the cadence in his, his voice, his confidence as well, like the his ambition and he he w- he seemed very much like like I know what it is that I'm trying to do and I'm gonna do it in my own right. Like even though I'm standing next to these men or whatever or like I'm around some people or whatnot, you're gonna know me though. Mm. Like not just being that man's brethren and all of these type of things. You're gonna know me because I'm good. And like from what he went on to do from that point when I first spoke to him, I've recorded with him um, another time since then to like how he's manoeuvred now is uh, it, again there's there's different tests it's very me. adaptable there's different well. tests for me obviously you come into filthy and you, you bang straight away you're special but when we I, I think I did his first brand thing right um, like very early filthy days we put him on uh, with a brand and you you do a shoot first time Greg and Felix are working with him Felix comes out and goes special man special and he, like again when we work and this is not me just saying this because we're in the room when we work with you Felix would be like I wish everyone was like Chucky like Chucky understands every element of what he's supposed to do like that is a special person to work with I wish we could work with a Chucky every time we work with him because Felix does most of the edits for the big jobs as well no. when we did when we did we, we do Harry now it it is like it's just like it's breathtaking from my perspective as a producer from the videographers and editors perspective they just walk away going fucking hell man that's like it's like watching Messi the skill that he has is and I don't expect most of the people watching this to understand what I'm talking about but if you if you're in my business or if you've ever worked with him you know you're watching someone that's just like fucking hell I didn't know he needed to do a step over there yeah 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 I didn't didn't see you drop the shoulder because you lost two men do you know what it is I think and I I don't mean to be arrogant with this I think some of the content that I'm lucky to be a part of is some of the best content on the internet Mm. without a shadow of a doubt I think Filthy Fellas in terms of of an arena I always think of it as Professor Xavier's X-Men place bro and it's like that's the place where all the best go when I saw Harry just go there and do it like that, I remember I'd only seen Harry, I called Harry off the strength of me and Yinka. Yinka saying to me, Paul, you need to watch this guy on Link Up TV. And when I've watched him on this Link Up TV thing where he's just on the street speaking to people, the one thing I admired is the ability to adapt to various situations. And when you're on the street speaking to people, there are so many situations you have to adapt to in seconds and he easily done it. Then you meet him, gentleman, bro. Mm. Absolute gentleman. Matched with the hard work, bro. Yeah, I said yeah. to myself, this guy's mad. So when we brought him filthy and all of that, and I just saw the way he interacted and, and I saw the way he dealt with it, so much people have come filthy, bro. Like, a lot of people have failed. Like, they haven't even made it to in front of the camera. And I would never go and say anything about them. But there's a lot of people that have got just to the office and that's as far <laughs> as they've gone, bro. Because it is... I'm telling you, bro, it's even, even on zone, bro. Even on that, though. <laughs> even on that, though, like... If you spend time around the beta squad, Sharky, AJ Shabil, Nico, all those guys, they're like filthy in the sense that they are very free of information with each other. They're constantly telling each other, here's how I did this, here's how I did this. Mm. This is this this is gonna end like this if you go that way, if you're gonna and one thing Harry did when he started working with 
Chunks and Philly and, and the beta squad guys is he absorbed so much information and he actualized it in a way that's on camera but also behind the scenes. He he's become like this superhuman kind of superstar performer in his field. And even he's had like moments in the last year where he's been in a bit of trouble. Yeah. And it's it's all interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's all about communication. It's all about, you know what? Uh, I thought that was going to be funny and it, it fucking wasn't funny it mm. didn't work like I, it, and, and people have interpreted that way they've taken it this way and he's been in a situation where he's had to like you know what it's like you you had it last year mm. you had a moment where yeah, everyone yeah. decided it's fuck you yeah, it's yeah. fuck you now it's fuck you time I, I've had it uh, you, you've had I it like twice times, <laughs> yeah like, I stayed there. 100%. Even, even, even Chunks had a moment last year. Yeah, he did, like, People yeah. said, fuck, he's like, you can't say, this is the nicest human being on the planet yeah. Earth. Like, you, you, the internet is so fucking shit. I know. Mm. You've decided that you're going to turn on... Chunks. That's what the stupid fuck? as fuck, but, but bro. But Harry, to, to even weather that and to, to fucking strengthen the resolve without losing his shit, without losing his head, that comes from stuff that I couldn't teach you. Yeah. That comes from what he's learned in the business independently that him and his manager Collar, who again is a, a great source of information, great source of consistency and calmness for him, that means that he's become like a behemoth in this business. Right, right, right. And Harry's, do you know what is Harry's, a lot of people have the advantage of age over Harry. Loads of people, they're a lot younger, so they're in environments, whether you're in university, school, you're in big social environments where you do something funny, so much people can speak about it, and it's an easier way to sell, especially if you're at university. Harry's a lot older. So the ability for him to immerse himself in this situation, adapt, and then stay consistent at a point where you're like, you're in, it just doesn't even make sense to me. It mm. proper doesn't make sense to me. People usually that late get in and they have an impact and they may build a career, but not to the extent Harry P is mm. doing it. This is, I don't even fucking get uh, it. He, he changed. These, let me tell you two things he changed. He changed, does the shoe fit? 100%. was a successful format that Harry came in and went, watch. He said, "Then give me the ball. And he changed that. He went in and did a fucking mad... He and, might be Luka Modric, you know. But he then, might be Luka Modric. 27, I've won nothing. But then from that moment then... Sideband Tinder. Oh, Sideband oh, Tinder, yeah, yeah, established yeah. successful format. Stephen Trice had an yeah. amazing moment on that. And that went big. Harry came in and said, watch. Yeah. And when you can go on two of the biggest platforms, between the biggest formats in the, in the country, and I'd say Europe, and probably the world because you're talking about numbers that are stupid yeah. in terms of actual formats and go give me the ball watch it's special it's it's completely unlike any anyone has ever done in this country and I'll especially be, uh, yeah, from, again and I, it's important to acknowledge that this is a man from black culture mm-hmm. from 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 Peckham, yeah. who is a, is a Sierra, Leonean, Sierra Leonean Muslim man yeah. mm-hmm. who's gone into a world of upper middle class, middle class, privately educated, university educated people and said, not only am I not intimidated, not only am I not like, okay, I don't have all the resources you had to begin with. I'm going to dominate you and I'm going to make you fucking love me for it. 100% bro. That, and again, it's the same thing I say about Chunks. It's like the, the environment, the background, the history, everything there is as important as the moments that 100%. they produce. And it, that's why for me, this industry is full of shit. Because the talent is the only thing that really matters. Yeah. Everybody else is a fucking fraud. Everybody else's job is to serve talent. Loud. Everyone needs to fucking remember the fucking point Loud. of their existence. And it is talent. Yeah. No one ever, no one ever created a format. No one ever created a fucking camera. No one ever fucking set up a light that outshone 
a talent. Mm. It's never happened. If your content's ever been successful, mm. if your campaign's ever been successful, it's because of the fucking talent involved. Yeah, you did a great job to put them in that space. You did a great job to make them better. You did a great, but they're the fucking reason for the season. And Chunks and Harry, the best examples of this country can produce more of them. Mm. We can have more. We got Billy coming up. We got soon. Billy. Yeah, we Billy, got yeah, PKs right. twenty five. Yeah. We got we got. There's talents in this country. Yeah, PKs that, what what Tito is saying is so it, you don't understand how important it is, bro. Because when there was not a lot of talent yet, and there was more of that, people used to always look at talent as the problem. And do you know what? By right, they may have been problems at certain times. But then the moment you start believing that without, like without you, the talent's nothing. I'm like, no. Industry is built upon an idea that exists within culture or within the world, and then people go, we can monopolize off that. And that's what's happened with this YouTube culture. And I think. I have to echo what Tigo said, and it's what we try to do at Filthy Fellas. The amount of respect man has for them guys and their talent and yeah, their ability man. to be in front of camera yeah. and be engaging. Do you know how fucking difficult that is? You're fronting a brand. If everything fucking goes wrong because you've done something, all that responsibility falls upon you. Everyone behind the scenes can go and get a job anywhere else and no one will even know as long as they keep it to themselves. No one will even give a damn. But a person in front of the camera, it's the reasons why I've... Yeah, Harry Pinero for me. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I big up what, Harry. His thing is, he's from the hood, bro. His thing is, and come sit so back on the couch different. again, my G. Come sit back on the Might couch cost again, you 20 bro. Twenty G's though, boy. I can't lie. Yeah, it's gonna cost me. It's gonna cost me a bit. Um, we got to wrap up actually, but yeah. just before the howlers, quick, yeah. Yeah. Just before them. Yeah. Is Fredo the most improved rapper that we have ever seen? Yes, I have to agree, bro. He is. He has to be. I think his last 18 months put him in the conversation for best in the country. A hundred percent. He's mental, bro. He's mental. I've always liked him. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Go on. 18 months ago, I would never have fought it. No. He Uh, was nowhere near. I remember in lockdown playing Fredo. We were out kicking ball, put it on the the Bluetooth. And I'm trying to put people on. And he said something like, um, something on my bed. That's a Fred spread. (laughs) I remember my brother looking at me going, did he just say Fred's bread? <laughs> I say, yeah, let's, let's play something else. This ain't connected. And then the Dave project comes out and it's yeah. like, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Independence Day, one of yeah. my favorite UK Independence albums. Day Independence Day is Independence Day. I think that shit's a classic. 100%. Man. It's cold. He even put me onto Clavish in that, in that project. That's when yeah. I started saying, oh, Clavish. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of right now. Fredo is. I can't lie, I love Fredo. Fredo, though, he's, I mean, he just put something out recently, Dave Flow, yeah. He's rapping his head off, yeah. bro. Yeah. He's so comfortable. Do you know why though? I feel I watched some interview with Future the other day, yeah, and they said to him, like, oh, are you ever gonna get married and so on and so forth? And he goes, nah, because the music and the message I put out, I need to live that outside of this. It's kind of like when Tigo was saying specs is filthy everywhere. I think some rappers are rappers when the screen's on and when there was relevant people around. Mm. I don't imagine Fredo to not be Fredo at any point. I've interrupted him one time when I was talking to the lady from Nando's and I learned I won't do that don't again. Do that I said, again. this is Don't nice. do that again. Respect yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> he was not happy. So yeah, there I like is, that. There's only so many artists who, when they drop, I'm clicking straight away. Yeah, yeah mm. same. And in the UK, that list is probably five. But he, he's, in the last 18 months, he's become one of the top people. Fredo was so, I'll be honest with you, he was so far away from what I put as like a top tier rapper to like, He's so in the mix now. Mm. You you know, like I can I can easily make an argument. I can make an argument. Even though I, I wouldn't say that he is the best in the country, 
If you said to me, Chucks, go in a room and argue that he is, I would comfortably do it. I, I, I know I could. I would comfortably do yeah. it. Do you know, if someone says it, I wouldn't argue. Only because, like I said, I think rap is more than your ability to say that you've got a good 16, bro. There's so much that comes into it. And if I take a look at all the boxes, he's ticking a lot of them, you know. Yeah. I think a, a, lot a, a big thing is a daily duppy. And if yeah. your daily duppy, if I can it stand bangs. up to your daily duppy and say, tell me that guy ain't killing 99% of rappers, then, yeah. then I, I'll struggle to back you. But if I can do that, then... You're there. You should watch, if you watch Fredo's Daily Duppy and, and there's a couple other people, that should let you know whether you should do it or not. Because mm. some people are doing Daily Duppies and I always go back to the old ones, man, I can't lie. So yeah, Fredo is... I just think as well, like when you can improve like that, I think it's cold because they, you will get some artists that are talented or maybe not very good and they, they improve to a point where they're good. Or you get somebody who is who's good and they improve to a point that is really good. Mm. But to have that level of improvement, it's Jordan Henderson in such a in a short space of time, really. Yeah. Again, not to make it too abstract, right? You know who I give a lot of credit to the people that were Fredo fans before Fredo got sick. Yeah, because yeah. I, I liked Fredo, but I wouldn't call myself a Fredo fan. No, I didn't, yes, but they no. were Fredo fans because he 100. was a big. He was signed. He had big projects. He was selling units. He was selling shows. Everything for him to get good. There's a lot of people right now going, Kept fucking we, told you. We told you. It's yeah, like yeah. Lil Wayne, right? Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne's probably the extreme example, actually. Lil Wayne was never shit, but when the Carter drops, 2004, I think it is, you're talking about a guy going from a good Southern rapper to one of the best rappers in the world in like a 12 month been, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne. But there's a lot of people who were fans of him from Hot Boys, from for all them projects, Juvenile and BG and Manny Fresh and all that stuff. Again, we, I told you, yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you. We knew we could do this. But you know what as well? I think there's other elements to it too. When you have someone like that comes from the the, the streets in the way that he does. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of people that come from that and like, they just rap because you know what? It's something to do and also my man raps and I'm better than him. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Or my man <laughs> if my man like, can do I swear I can, I can do, do it. it do you get what I'm saying? But uh. ultimately, I'm not a rapper. Fuck them, man. Mm. Like, I'm a street don. Uh, yeah, studio, and that's what it is. Studio's fun. Yeah, studio's yeah. all right. It takes me, like, obviously, you know what? When my line's not doing what it's doing, I'll just go in the studio and I'll just rap. But I'm not a rapper. Fuck them, man. I'll clean that's my money. Because that's, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> remember, that at a certain point, it's like, especially for certain men in the hood, you know what it's like? Yeah. It's like, I can do it, but fuck them, man. I'm not a rapper, bro. Don't put me as the same as these done. So if then you, you then if you don't know people who were better than everyone you were hearing at the time who wouldn't leave the street alone, then yeah. you're not in those areas. But right. Everyone knows someone so, who's right. better than everyone. So then you've now got now, yeah, I'm better than my man from that block anyway. Fuck them man anyway. I'm not I'm not a rapper. And then like, you know what? Circumstances change a little bit. Circumstances changing, you're still rapping. I'm not really a rapper, fuck them, man. But yeah, I'm making a little young dough in that. And then I can easily imagine how a man is in a room now saying, Wait, one, there's actually proper bread in this. Two, I can actually change my life and circumstances and my brethren's lives in that. And three, which is the most important thing, is my story is super authentic. But he came out with a bag. Shout out Morgan Keys. I think when you come out with a bag, it's very easy for you to. Not very easy, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's more easier for you to believe what you believe you are because when you're saying it sometimes it's just saying it in an empty room but when you drop 100 and it's very early well, that, on that, but that's the start that's, of, that's like, the start of what oh, i'm saying like I, yeah and i still would think yeah i still would think i'm speculating here hmm. i still would think 
Yeah, I, I did that, but fuck them, man. I'm not a rapper. I'm but like, he says it right now. He says yeah, I'm not a rapper. I'm a business. Nah, but he knows. Come now. on, it's different. It's different. No, not rapping like that. The point that I'm the point that I'm making is is that now it's like now. Hold on, wait a minute. My story is super authentic. You're being in rooms with man who can actually rap as well. Now you know what? Fuck that. I'm like. This is not me. This is not about me being the best Don on the block anymore, or me being better than my man from around there. This is about me being authentically myself and being the best Don in no, the country. Like the, not, right? Yeah, for the real. skill set changes straight away. From that. Oh, bro, I'll say this, and this, there's a psychological study needs to be done on on rap music fans and why we're like this. But when when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. my favorite four rappers in the UK right now are Scraps, Nines, Fredo and Jay Huss and all of them that even though Scraps hasn't done anything for no a bro he, bro, they re-released 80s baby uh, yeah, that's the... I go back wait wait <laughs> you can't get on Scraps fam bro, that's that's one my, if, I fuck with Scraps if you, if, again if you're talking about any four artists who they could yeah. drop tomorrow I'm mm. kicking it straight away now they, these all of these guys music is super authentic it contains super levels of violence and super levels of yeah. urban decay and whatever yeah I'm from where I'm from. I relate to what I relate to. I'm right. not. I'm definitely not Fredo and these guys and Jay Huss and yeah. Nines and. But at the same time, I know the story. I can relate to it. Whatever. Those guys excite me for the exact same reason you're saying. Because they, they, they're good, in spite of the fact that at various points in their career they thought, why the what the fuck's being good got to do with it? Yeah. Why why the fuck do I bother being good? I'm outside. I'm out here. But, but then but do. then they realize and they just they get better and better and yeah, better 100%. and better and better. And again, it's a luxury we have in this country that they don't have in the United States necessarily. If you're not good coming out the gate, chances are you're not going to get heard. Here you can be. People can see the flash. They yeah. can see the, the early nines isn't now nines. I think I think the, diff- the difference scraps. being the difference being is that you know what, even though back then they was up like off the money it's like we still know that you're authentic that's what i'm saying so you're we'll, we'll still allow you to stay in the mix, to that. even though you're not that good yeah 100%. do you know so we'll crazy you stay in the mix that perception is mad because when i listened to like aj doubt when i was younger by nines because of the mentality i had in the space that i was in that was perfect for me that was incredible to me but now i'm older the I bar was different goal. then wasn't yeah. of course the, the bar, bar was, was different we had, we, so we had lower standards yeah so as, at least they've always met the standards that we had I, I and, and also there was that thing of like and i'm talking about the authentic the authenticity the authenticity part yeah yeah but i think sometimes we we went down the wrong angle with that a little bit it was like because someone is authentic, that we just gave them a part. 100%. But, uh, yeah, you know what? man, yeah, but he's real though. In touch with, that is the Listen, biggest thing. My man will you slap you though. What are you Fuck saying? the fact that he was yeah. is real. Yeah, he's shit. Yeah. yeah. He's not good. Yeah, and we still have them. Brother, that, that helped. Honestly, just because you bust the thing and you know how to use the press. Bro, you're shit right, it held, today. It held South back for years. It held South back for years. Like, we had gigs. Mm. And there was good rappers. There was always good rappers in South. But... People always valued the the real mm. over the, the quality. Yeah, right. And it took years but for he's that not real balance though. to come out. Yeah. yeah. And like now in South, people are real and super fucking technical, super good yeah, rappers yeah, as well. To. But there was a period where it was like, that guy's real. I'm listening to his music, but like, this music fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was talking to Mogs about <laughs> everything. <it. laughs> exactly. The, the mix. The mix, bro. The, the production. I was, I was talking to Mogs about it the other day. I said, bro. When you think about the industry we were in in the music business in the, the late 2000s, mid 2000s and that, we were walking into studios that were just bedrooms, producers didn't know what the fuck they were doing, engineers didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Now, these engineers who make these drill beats with these super technical bass lines and these drum patterns, they're learning mad skills from YouTube. Yeah. And they're engineering vocals in a way that 
Marks was doing two tracks on uh, like J Arms beats, yeah. and if you're a rapper from that era or someone from that era, you know what I'm talking about, and putting it out, and that was on the mixtape. Now these guys have got like Dr. Dre level sound mixes and that. They're using the same equipment. They're using the same plugins. They're using mm. everything's democratized in that way. Mm. Back then we were accepting shit that was very low standard compa- yeah. especially compared to what was available from the US it's yeah. like, but sometimes I was like do you know what it was I always used to look that's why I, their lives meant so much to me I was like what are you for example I listen to a gram set trim I still listen to trim sets today purely because maybe the sound quality and so on so forth wasn't great but for what they could do yeah. they were doing the best under their <coughs> circumstances gram was like, better than rap cold. though yeah, yeah. it has a sound quality. Yeah, yeah definitely. professionalism because it came from dance music. Right. They yeah. did have hard. It sounded, yeah. They yeah. did have understanding of key bass. Right, exactly. Yeah, but they weren't two tracking. They weren't someone making a beat and then sending it and then they just rap over yeah. the beat. There was there was mixes. There yeah, hundred percent. We tried to do so much better in a club. Grime, grime in a, or in a big room. Underrated elements of Grime's influence on yeah. the UK is the yeah. fact that it professionalized production. Yeah, for sure. For us and DJ culture. Paul, do you want a quick one? I've got some howlers here, but they're just weird. Like, it's just weird things that happen. I just don't understand how I feel about them. I don't even know who the howler's for. For example, one of the biggest ones, I feel like you shouldn't con people. I think you should be honest in life. God. But people like to con people, that's fair enough. Especially people from Pudsey. Now, KSI and Mr. Paul have released a drink. Prime, for the youth them. Right then. So I would like to know why a man in Pudsey believes you should charge people a hundred pound for this one juice. He was so making... you know what I'm saying though, anyway. I just think Let that me... is Wait. enrageous, Doug. Where's Pudsey? Good point. Where the fuck is that? Yes, the Wakey Where the fuck is that? Off near Leeds. Say what I'm saying. Sorry, Poe, yeah. No, you go to your uh, team. You know, like, see my thing. Sometimes I'll be scrolling in that, yeah, and I'll mm. see somebody on the, gra- on the gram, and instantly I'll think this is not for me, so I'll just keep Facts, scrolling yeah, back, yeah. yeah. But then, like, sometimes you just keep seeing the fucking yeah, person. Yeah. So, bruv, I got fucking annoyed one day <laughs> because I'm scrolling and all I'm seeing is this fucking guy standing with someone holding a prime. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know what the fuck prime was. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even know. I'm I knew the man had a drink. I knew the man had a drink and that. Mm. Or and, and a uh, thing together or whatever. But like, yeah, I didn't know. And I just kept seeing this fucking... And then I'm like, hold on, wait, one second. He's selling these drinks for how much? That is insane. It's, it is insane. But I don't, I, just, I don't know if he's actually doing that. No, I don't think he is. I think people are. I do think that people are selling them for... Because cra- they were selling for like £4 in London, like three months ago. So I know there are people selling them for crazy prices. My thing is this, like, is there going to be another wave of this product that's like got a different packaging or something so that Mm. someone who bought it in January 2023 is going to be able to sell it for 10 grand in 2029 or something? Or is is there a level of limitedness that I'm missing? And I'm guessing there is. Because there's no reason to buy a drink. The only way, the, the only way, the way that they can stop that is also just by flooding the market. Like, That's what I mean, market. though. Yeah, I guess there's a limited run, but at the same yeah. time, if it's the exact same product you're putting out, and there's no distinguishable way of telling that was the the original run of Prime, people investing in units now don't make sense. It's like a Pokemon from 1997, a Pokemon card from 1997. They never made that one again. Mm-hmm. They made a fully slightly different, slightly different. So I'm 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 outside of the understanding of that, but at the same time, I I remember having a conversation with somebody about two years ago saying there are some fields that no one will ever ever bring a product into disrupt, and I think soft drinks was an area I said no one could ever just come out with a soft drink now because Coca Cola, Pepsi, the Schweppes, whole Schweppes Corporation, all that like they've got that locked down. There's no way you're ever going to be able to compete for shelf space with Coca Cola and Pepsi, and KSI and Logan Paul. Done it. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm lining up in Lidl's. 
Honestly, that was, oh, for me, way, I was, think it's perfect. That was the first thing I saw, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that stinks, man. So I, scro- I scrolled past that too, yeah? yeah? And I know, like, the reason why I scrolled past this, because this is going to sound quite judgmental. But as I'm like, as I, like, looked at it for a couple of moments, yeah? yeah. I just saw, like, there was a few old people in there and there was that like, one oldest looking Don grabbing something. And I just thought, oh, maybe, like, there's just, they're doing some mad sell and like for everything in there and people are just grabbing it. I didn't realize it was for this garment, or like for this drink. Yeah. I didn't realize it was for that. Then when I've realized what's happened, I thought the guy that I've actually seen in the video that made me actually scroll by, yeah. probably what happened was he didn't even know nothing about this fucking drink. Monkey He's see, just seeing everyone yeah. going for it. Mass hysteria now. You know what? Let me jump in and go and grab some. But I'll, I'll get one for my grandson. Yeah. Like I'm happy for KS, I'm happy for the man. Do your thing, but at the end of the day, it's a juice. It's a fucking You juice. can't even drink it 20 years from now. So it's not like, I just, I personally don't get it and I hopefully never get it. All right, let's do this then. Mm-hmm. Original full sugar Ribena is available. There's only 1,000 units. I'm getting and that. And they're all in shortage I'm tomorrow. getting that. I'm, I'm getting I'm in getting the queue. I'm getting in the queue. I'm getting it. And do you know what? I might even go, I might even jump in the queue. Guess what? I might even jump in the queue for Sunny Delight. If yeah. they bring it back out, <laughs> original I'm doing delight. that. The original one, what, you've only got a thousand left. And yeah, the one in yellow. Fuck shit, yeah. I hear you. I'm right. Right. I'm I'm sunny, it, yeah. Maybe not Ribena, but Sunny Delight, I shared some fantastic memories with. Right. It was incredible, but... Yeah. Original recipe, Lucas Aid. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I don't know the product, whether or not it's got that quality. Um, I've never tasted it. I know Harry's got a case. Mm. Harry a got case. sent a case of it today. Mm. Uh, okay. I know Chance got a case of it the other day. So I'll ask them if it tastes nice. Mm. Uh, chances are they're going to tell me yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome well, no, to the industry. No, no, to be honest with you, no, they, they will tell smart, you the truth. Yeah, cool. They smart. will tell you the truth if it's whatever the truth is. But that truth, if the truth is not favourable, it yeah, will yeah. never be on camera. No, no, no. no. Give me answer number one. Yeah. Now give me answer number, number two. two. Don't right. worry. Yeah, exactly. Go on, cool. It's, it's safe. Yeah. Now, I, but I've I've heard it's good. I've heard it's yeah. nice. I've heard it. I've heard it tastes good. So I mean, all you need is sugar. It's got low sugar. A- ain't it? <laughs> I think it's a no sugar product. <laughs> I ain't like rubbed out the whole thing because you're like, all you need is sugar. I was thinking to myself, that nah, should be more complicated than that. Tigo comes, it's got no, no sugar. sugar. <laughs> but I ain't drank a sugar drink in years. But they they do them shits though, innit? Oh, it's low in. Big this man, we don't know nothing, innit? Nah. Yeah, you can tell us that shit. Yeah, we're slow in this and that and whatever. Big man, we were eating horse. About, well, I was anyway, unless you're a vegetarian. You I was eating horse. Yeah, bro, I was in burgers. Actual burgers at one point were horses. It wasn't even cows. You know what? So... I'm not going to sit here and do the moralist thing because I eat a cow. Um, a horse meat allegedly is good. I don't eat meat at all. I'm so down for know, it. But I've heard it's good. I'm, I'm down well, for it. Well, if the horse meat was available like 2012, 2013, it was very good because I was eating a bag of burgers then and I enjoyed that horse meat if it was that way. I watch Yellowstone. Horses are bad boys anyway. You shouldn't eat them. Yellowstone. I need to watch that. Also, we need to give Ja Rule just a little more, just a little bit more respect. I saw something the other day where he went to a basketball game and he got no love. Tigo, look at this. I've seen it. I've this seen is it. in New Zealand. New Zealand. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's give him a look. Of it. I know no one really goes New Zealand. They yeah. probably have never right. seen much stars. Now they're aware. Yeah, man. He just gets so much slander. I saw that one thing. I said, you know what? You must be so happy. Firefest, okay. 50 Cent. So wait, were they, they were rating him there, though? Yeah, yeah. Rating okay. him. The whole festival singing along. Oh, okay. Word yeah, I'm happy. You know what? I'm I happy do, for him. Yeah, because you know what? Like, I mean, this is a whole nother pod, isn't it? But it was, that whole thing with 50 and that was so bad for him. And bearing in mind, yeah, that like, 
50 was doing a lot of what Ja Rule was doing, yeah. But I think what was happening at the time is that it goes to what we were talking about before. People lean to this authenticity. I know we're going. We're going. All right, just give me two minutes. Just give me two minutes. <laughs> but we looked Struggling. at 50 more on a vibe of, nah, this Don's real. Yeah. So, and obviously 50 was hard anyway. I'm better. Yeah, I'm better. That's but, what I think it but, was, bro, But the thing man. is, though, you can still be hard and better, but so Jarvis... Huh? 50 cents like a yes. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't ja mean that doesn't mean that's supposed to suppress bro, a next ja man. Jarrell has classics. Yeah. He's got bangers. Jarrell made a massive impact. He changed the business. Yep. He's a little fucker. <laughs> He's a little fucker who consistently acted like a little fucker. <laughs> and that's why people make fun of him. I hate that still. So 50 Cent, whatever, 50 Cent came in and said, you know you lot are singing along to a little fucker. And then even like 50 Cent rubbed him out and then he dropped New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a fucking yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, at the time, it was like, this is a bit forced. It won't. It's a fucking classic. Yeah. But he's a little prick. Do you know what's so funny, though? When 50 used to cuss him for singing, yeah? And I remember my dad goes, you see man like that? Them soon starts thing. Watch you. And I remember he done best friend. I was like, do you know what? Maybe it was a smart thing, um, 50. Get rid of that singing. He's a way better my... singer than Jaws. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Wankster is probably better. the most, the coldest, rude boyest of the most rude boy tune Ever in life, many you know men. He's many, many men. Sorry, but even Wangster be singing as well. Listen, Fifty Cent many is men just better is than Jarrell. That's the song I meant. Sorry, that yeah. is so. Hang and on. the the like even the way that that sounds every time from from then to now. It's crazy, bro. Many men. You know, Fifty Cent yeah. is too smart, man. Just, we have to I know, go. I know. We're out of time. Fifty Cent um, hasn't had a hit in years, except he probably got one of the biggest rap songs of the last ten years, and it's the Power theme song. Yeah, that's that's, this is how smart this guy is. He's shit at live, live apparently. No, I've heard that. Yeah, he's, he's doing the hush puppy documentary. By the way, though. just before I really go, go. <laughs> yesterday, yeah. I went to see a guilty pleasure. Yesterday, what? yeah. Oh went, no, no. I went no, to go no, and no. see 1975. What's yeah? that? I saw a clip. It a band. Horrible. What? Oh, oh my uh, god! And I you, loved and it. Hey, Tricky, so you should have been there. Yeah, Tricky loves them. Tricky loves them. It must be a hype thing, boy. I don't understand why both of you are going to go watch 1975. Listen, 1975 are the coldest. They are the coldest to ever do it in in the history of human civilization. I'm, I'm saying that. I'm and I don't know much about bands, but I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had an amazing one. But I'll tell you one thing that I noticed, though. Uh, irrespective of the music or whatnot, yeah. I was in Big O2 Arena, right? And maybe barring a couple of points in their show... I would probably say, I'd go as far as saying 75% of that show, there was probably only, at any given time, 15% of people with their phones out. Do you know how weird that was for me to see? Bro, you must have been the youngest man there. Anyone, huh? You must have been the youngest man no, there. But I was the oldest man there. Huh? What, bro, it's bare young people, bro. They're the, 1975, they're not, they weren't born then. They're fucking born in 1999. I don't know nothing about this. Put it this way, yeah. Bro, like being in an arena and just seeing bare people just present, yeah. I realized. Actually, at first, I didn't even clock it. It was only until I just heard, like, someone said, right, like, there's, have you noticed? No one's got their phone out. And I'm looking around and I'm like, right, it's only me here with this fucking yeah. spot. <laughs> <laughs> content, content, content. I go watch Babylon as well. That film, oh, about yeah, Harry Styles, Hollywood. That's. I heard that's been trashed as it's, well, but I'll check it. I liked it, boy. Miles rubbed it out straight away. When he did. In the group. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I they don't it. like kissing with me. They I don't, don't like. Tigo, <laughs> Tigo, love for coming, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you, T. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Love. Oh my God. I've been writing fucking lyrics all oh. night.
See, do you know what I thought, yeah? The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.